Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are dandy. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia murder. I'm Gabriel Warrior. Eric Green from Simple Tour. Ross Dolan from Immolation. This is Anthony Michael. We are Gorgasm. This is Metaphone Crater. This is from Suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofphantasm.com. The only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Now, please welcome our guest of honor. This is Sean Majestic, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. What the fuck is up, and welcome to Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreist. With me, as always, Dr. Vincent West. Greetings and salutations, motherfucker. What's up? going on man uh we got an awesome uh, episode for you guys and uh we got sean from ingested as our guest it's pretty pretty fucking exciting stuff for the new album we got where only gods may tread it comes out august 14th on unique leader records uh so pre-orders are up on indie merch store other places check it out got some videos on the interwebs uh Got an interesting film, uh, courtesy of Tubi here in the quarantine era of Phantasm. Uh, it actually looks pretty good. It's Full Moon Pictures. Uh, Doctor, what 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 uh, film have we brought today? A movie I have not watched since I watched it on VHS. And my God, if the Blu-ray looks like this, that's just fucking disgusting. But this is, this is <laughs> Castle Freak, which I liked a lot as a kid. This is a Stuart Gordon film, I believe. Yep. Yep, Castle Freak. Stuart Gordon, the director of Fortress, The Pit and the Pendulum, and Reanimator, takes you into the dungeons of Castle Dorsino. Now, an American family. Welcome to Castle Riley, lady. Will inherit a legacy of evil. They say the castle is haunted. And a master of modern horror. will unleash his most terrifying creation. Stuart Gordon's Castle Free. There's somebody else here! There, there's somebody in the castle! We want you to search the castle. Giorgio Dorsino. He was never buried. She kept him alive. He's here somewhere in the castle. 
animators Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton. In Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak. Uh, Jeffrey Combs. I think Barbara Crampton's in this, right? She is. She is, which we were supposed to get on as a guest, and somebody talked us over on that, not her, but... Right. Oh, well, fantastic. Shout out to people fucking us over. Thank you so much. <laughs> all the time. We're still bending over, so anytime you want to come in here and just uh, give us a good old pork and then go for it. Um, yeah, I was, uh, this 1995, so I was I was five-year-old gore crash when this came out. This, so. this, 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 this is a good year to do, too, because yeah. we're just, it's a newer band, and, and uh, for me, you know, not to regret, but I'm just saying, you know, and this is kind of a, you know, this is an interesting one. I noticed there was an anniversary re- recently for that Dagon movie, so I thought, you know, we should, let's do, do another Combs. probably on the tap, actually, but I didn't think about that one. I think it is, actually. That's fine. Um, let's see, we can try to find some trivia on this. That's another Jeff Combs movie for people out there listening, but anyway. It is. Um... Maybe Stuart Gordon did take on, I think. Anyway, I don't know, but yeah. Not sure. There's not a lot on this film as far no, as far as uh, trivia and shit like that that we usually do, courtesy of IMDb, among other things. Um, Which your demon cat. Yeah. Uh, it says, Goofs, I guess the, tri- the only trivia on here listed is the poster for this film was designed prior to the script being written. I'm not sure which poster they're referring to. I'm guessing it's the main one, like not not what was on Tubi with the face, like but the you know like the actual DVD cover. I think is the main poster for it. Um, this cat's fucking weird looking. Is she gonna whip the cat? Yep. She's cracking. She's cracking that whip. At the fucking cat. Uh, she's hitting somebody. I guess that's the cat. That was the cat. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. The cat got in the way of the whip. Yeah. He's like. Okay. That's uh. Interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll go straight to Gooch. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the fucking castle freak. And mine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very relatable content in this movie. We just get the hell beat up. <laughs> we're bleeding. We're <laughs> uh, we got some goofs. Uh, Thank you. Woo! And he talked about the ta- Taco Bell butt. <laughs> so attractive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got goofs as far as trivia, so we'll start with that. Uh, when the Duchess is taking bread and dried saucers to the freak in the opening sequence, uh, so it's not a spoiler, that's already happened, uh, the sliced bread has a gaping hole in it in the kitchen, but the hole... Wait, what? Okay, hang on. The freak in the opening sequence, is the sliced bread has a gaping hole in it in the kitchen, but is whole by the time it makes it to the dungeon. Uh, you know, a little con- well, somebody would notice that is has too much time on their hands. I don't know, a little continuity error there, but well, now this bitch is getting she's getting sick. Uh, I Are think you she- with me on that? It's like you have way too much time on your hands with you. It's like you notice the hole was not there; it was actually half a loaf. Just FYI, I just want everybody to know that I always thought this old hag looked like Mozart. <laughs> Now they show the, uh... <laughs> 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 
Oh, God, that's disturbing. She's fucking gross. No trap, dude. God, she's no, nasty. Like <laughs> Full Moon Entertainment. Shout out to Charles Band. Let me come after in. Castle Freak. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Gorechrist. Castle Freak. Corey Gorechrist and Dr. West in Castle Freaks. It's so Corey Combs and Jesse Crampton. <laughs> it's uh, Jeffrey Combs and uh, I did. Richard Fuller. Yep. <laughs> and Cody Shirley. Cody So if you guys are following along, whether you have this on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, fucking Laserdisc, uh, Betamax, uh, or the 2B app, or the 2B app, please uh, follow along with us. We would love for you to do that. It, it makes it a lot easier. Or you can just listen to us babble over this movie for an hour and thirty-five minutes. I mean, it's up to you. We will. Um, we've done this. We've done this for over four years of doing this. You know, if you guys have been following along that way, that's hardcore as fuck. If you actually are like, sweet new phantasms on, why they got cast freak putting it on? Love you for that. That's awesome. Uh, we encourage that. I have somebody who's doing that. I often yeah. wonder if it's just just crickets when uh, we do this. Uh, so we're at we're at six minutes and fifteen seconds on the film. So if you guys need to uh, catch up, we got optic nerve on the special makeup effects, which I think does all those Stuart Gordon shit. Um, but yeah, it's another Stuart Gordon thing they had on here that I will never watch again. Yep. Sean, I just wanted to tell you you've been banded. <laughs> Unofficially, this isn't a knock. You know, we 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 want to talk about uh, the the actual. This is a good movie. I think she's nude in this, which is always a plus for me and Corey. Yes. Um, which you're going to uh, expect some Mr. Skinless here later, so we'll see. I'm pretty sure she is. I mean, it's not like from beyond hot, nothing's that hot, but... Okay, so Optic Nerve Studios has won three Emmy Awards for work on Babylon 5, The X-Files, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Whoa. fucking three, kids. Real quick, I'm going to take a weird change of pace of the show right now, if that's okay, may I? Go for it. What TV show have you been watching, and it's not recently, most recently, or recently? I uh, still watch a lot retro, of... Retro, retro, retro. Deep Space Nine, and then if we're if we're on the 90s shit here, um, I've been watching, and it's on the 2B app, and when I found it, I started screaming up and down in my in my apartment, and I watched, like... Fucking 13 episodes in a row. Fucking Beast Wars Transformers. That was my shit when I was younger. And the whole goddamn thing's on Tubi. Awesome. Guess what I've been watching. What's that? It's on Hulu, for those that don't have the Blu-rays. But an interesting thing on the Blu-rays, though, for what I'm about to tell you about, there's only season 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Uh, but... That's not necessarily a bad thing, because that, to me, is when the show got really good. I have been watching Smallville, and I forgot how much I loved that show. That is a really good show, and for somebody who hasn't really followed Superman much, like, I like that show. Well, it's a good DC thing. And it I, is. I, I was very disappointed with a lot of what the CW is doing now, which used to be the WB. Yeah. Which it was better when it was the WB, and now it kind of sucks, but <laughs> is, I'm really enjoying it. I've been watching that, and it's uh, it's quite good. Uh, I've been watching some X-Files stuff here and there in my oh, yeah. I've watched a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, of course, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, I always do. But, yeah. 
this fan-made thing that they put out called Short Tracks. I've been watching some of that. That's kind of interesting. Nice. Um, well, here's Combs and Barbara Crampton here. It's always nice to see them together. Classic Stuart Gordon shit. It's fun. It's a comfortable horror when you see them both together. It just makes it all the better. So, Love Jeffrey Combs. He's on, Man, he's on Deep Space Nine Deep quite Space a bit. Nine. He's a... Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. He's a he's a Ferengi. No, he's way in. He's a fucking. Well, he's that, but he's also on an episode I watched. He's a Ferengi. He's like a. He's a, I mean, he's a multiple. Yeah, there's a. But his main character on DS9, he's way in. Right, but there's an episode where Quark is like. Uh, Right, he's right, bidding. He's, he's bidding on shit, and that dude comes Correct. in, and he tries to like sell him on this sale thing, and he goes to do it. The moon is his. What the answer I was looking for? There. Yeah, right. But I, I didn't know. I didn't remember. But I don't even remember the the, the Ferengi's name that he plays. He talks like this when he's right <laughs> Yeah, he's he's the fucking shit. Um. This yeah. movie is just feels weird. It felt. You know, is this a gore, you know, explosion? No, but it's just it's just good, you know? This is a good horror movie, and it's actually underrated, I think. It's definitely a, uh, you know, it's it's one of the better full moon movies. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking into, like, it's the... It's going to make my job real easy uh, as far as music tonight. Yeah, me too, because I was actually alive when this movie was It's going to make your job really interesting for movie stuff, I think. Yeah, so I was actually alive when this sh- movie came out, so it's it's nice to uh, have that. Uh, if so you want, are we concrete that this movie's ninety five, not ninety four? It's, it's ninety five. Okay, ninety five for sure. Which I don't know if we did ninety five the last time because we did. I don't, I don't remember. We've done ninety five. No, I'm looking at I'm looking at stuff at now. Okay, yeah, we have, and there's a lot of shit from ninety five on here. Uh, well, if you want, we can queue up the Chuck and do Altering the Future. Yeah, because I'm excited to do this music stuff. I'm excited for the movies. I've saw a lot of these. Some of your favorite movies are on here, too, so we'll do it. Queue uh, up the Chucky. Altering the Future! Altering the Future, for those of you just tuning in for some reason, this is the first episode you picked out of all the Phantasm episodes, we appreciate it, but we got to catch up to speed. Altering the Future, whatever our feature film is, what year it came out, we'll take you back to that time and, and check out some of the other movies that came out around, you know, in that same year, and as well as the music. Um, sometimes it makes it more difficult than others when we get some of those 60s movies, you know, Vincent Price stuff, and you know, there's not a lot to work with as far as music, so... Uh, or movies, so it, it, it's been a challenge here and there, but this stuff, we get into later stuff, and you know, 80s are always, we repeat a lot of the stuff, but it's it's fun for us to do, and it's a good little trivia segment for us, so have fun with it. Uh, I usually do the horror movies last, and I'll just go through some of the hits from the year, as well as the Doctor, he'll go through some hits of the year from the you know stuff that he likes, whatever. We'll, we'll go through it, you'll listen to it, you like it or not, go fuck yourself. So here we go. Uh, just going to run through some good ones here. We got a movie I've been seeing, a movie that's been coming up a lot lately that I actually really like that a lot of people have been watching during quarantine because I think they just put it on Netflix or Hulu or one of those things. Uh, Clueless, which I do like that movie. I know it's weird, but it's a good movie. Okay, hold on, hold on, right there, hold on. Which I think we just had a conversation. 
I think we just had a conversation right before this phone call where you said you hated Alicia Silverstone, and I'm like, hi, I like Clueless. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, but... No, listen, no, that's not where I'm going with it. We did, but that's... Uh, this, what I'm about to say is really positive. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay. I do not like that movie. However, I love, like, Saved by the Bell love. Yeah. The Clueless television show. I loved it. It's a good show, too. Absolutely. It is impossible to find on anything. Mm -hmm. There was never a DVD release of it. Uh, there was never a fucking uh, VHS release of there's no, there's nothing I, you can't watch it and dude if I could binge watch that show right now tonight I would drink a 12 pack and watch every episode of it I loved the TV show I don't know why but I fucking loved it it was good I rem vaguely remember it but it was good because I liked that movie so I watched that show well you had the cast from the movie minus Alicia Silverstone so yeah, it was really good it was perfect that's good. Clueless. Uh, we got Waterworld, which I loved when I was this age, too. I mean, good movie. all this stuff I was seeing right when it came out, you know, some of it in theaters. So, like, this was, like, stuff I can actually be like, oh, I saw that in theaters. I had it on VHS, you know. The horror movie stuff I found out of my own, you know, older shit. But, obviously, I wasn't around when they came out, but I was living it, you know, still living it. Uh one of my favorite movies growing up, Jumanji. Fucking love that movie. Love the new ones. Doctor got me turned on to those. Those are both currently streaming on uh, Amazon Prime. So yeah, they're fucking hysterical. the The first one is not free. The second one, Return to the Jungle or whatever it's called, that one is free on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, the first one I rented for the four first bucks. One I thought was so good. The it is good. good too, but the first one. It is. It's hilarious, and the, you know, because the second yeah, one's actually funny in that man. He is. He's great. That's one of his best roles in a long time. But yeah, that one's like three ninety nine to rent. So I rented that and then watched the the second one because it was free. So yeah, I love them. Love them. Of course, the original one can't. You know, it's just it's just great. Um, young Kirsten Dunst. You got Robin Williams. It's just a great movie. Um, here's a Doctor West special. You got Heat. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. My boy Val Kilmer. Let me just say that Robert De Niro is the coolest motherfucker in that movie, and it's also the only movie where I ever hated Al Pacino. I actually am rooting for for uh, De Niro in that. Yeah, he's a fucking buns hole in that movie. Uh, we got another classic. I'm just gonna go back to back on you, and this is this is one that's special more to the Doctor than me, but it's also special to both of us at this point because of how much we make it a joke on our daily routines now. And I watched it. A couple weeks ago, after I got home from work, just like I just ate some food and like was hanging out, and I was laughing my fucking nuts off. And it's because we kind of relate the characters to ourselves. Fucking Casino, man. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Martin Scorsese, Al Pacino, Robert, another Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, so or Al Pacino, another Robert De Niro. It's Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, uh, fucking Sharon Stone. It's just a great. Don Rickles is great in it. Uh, it's it's fucking hilarious. So yeah, very quotable movie, very butchered on television. So if you guys want a good laugh, another thing the doctor showed me a while back, uh, look up Casino TV Edit, and uh, you'll you'll have fun with it. Stick you in the filthy desert. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's great. Freak you, Sam Rothstein. Freak yes. you. <laughs> Freak you. I can't give you no. I 
Anyway. <laughs> <You t> <laughs> Wait, did you call my friend a maggot to tell him to go stuff himself? Yeah. what? I said, you, I said, wait a second, you mean to tell me you called my friend a maggot and told him to go stuff himself? Oh, yeah, it's probably Uh, let's see, Apollo 13, I remember that was huge back then. I've never seen that film. It's good, you know, it's one of those drama movies. Here's, here's, here's the thing with that. It's Brian, it's Brian Grazer, you know. Produced it or Isn't whatever. Tom Hanks in that fucking movie. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon, I think. Uh, listen, listen, I want to explain something to everybody out there. Bill Paxson. It's very important. Just remember anybody, anybody or anybody, but I'm picking on Hanks here. Tom Hanks is a fucking comedian. Yeah. Okay? This serious actor shit, which I bring fucking Bruce Springsteen in that fucking. AIDS movie that Philadelphia <laughs> thing I don't care if it's <laughs> a commentary or not it ruined his goddamn career it turned him into this fucking self-righteous fruit yeah and, and, and it sucks because I love the Burbs man like I love yeah. that movie I love Dragnet and like Bachelor Party it's like Dragnet it's like what the fuck are you doing Tom and, and he refuses to go back to that stuff and he's like I'm mature now it's like oh wait here's our first ad like, no. no I'm not watching it you gotta pause it. I got an ad like right now happening. It's one thing with Tubi, folks. It's a free app, but there are ads in the middle of it. Okay, we're we're just linked up. So usually, you know, there's a lot of uh, we got an ad, but we'll 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 keep going while we got an ad here, folks. Uh, we got we got uh, Billy Madison, one of my favorites. It's probably my everyone likes Happy Gilmore. Billy Madison is always my favorite. Adam Sandler. Gilmore's the better film, but Billy Madison to me was funnier because it's more of my. He's just like an asshole in, in Happy Gilmore, which is amazing. But he's more like my kind of stupid humor when I was growing up, Billy Madison, because I kind of related to him as a man child and someone who's. A lot of people like that one. I don't like that one. I like. I like uh, he's more like me if I was just grown up that way. Like if I was growing up a rich kid, I probably would have turned out like Billy Madison. So I'm just very annoying and. Uh, Juvenile. That's kind of. It's more relatable. Uh, Desperado. It's fucking uh, Robert Rodriguez. You got Antonio Banderas and Steve Buscemi's in it actually, which is he's great in that movie. And Selma Hayek, of course. Movie. Yeah, it is good. It's good. It's a good movie. Really, 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 really good comedy. This is top tier, folks, and it's fucking Tommy Boy with uh, Chris Farley, David Spade. Oh, it's great. Uh, Black Sheep's better in my opinion, but it is. You know. Black Sheep is my the, the better one, I think. Uh, you got Major Pain. Why is it better? Let me go and give you guys a quote. This is why that movie's better. What is that? I'm gonna tell you Osborne. Anyway, <laughs> Major Pain. Right. I love Major Pain when I was a kid. Uh, we got Ghost in the Shell. Nick Castle directed that movie. He did. He did direct it. Nick Castle, the old shape. Uh, Damon Wayans, of course. One of my favorite parts of that whole film. And I was a Rotsy kid in high school, so it's kind of funny that that ended up being a thing. Um, my favorite quote is when the, the kid starts fucking, this fat kid starts, you know, laughing or whatever. He's like, bleep, 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 what are you laughing at, tubby? You find a piece of candy in your pocket? It's my favorite part. And he calls the kids turds. It's really funny. Uh, <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, it's an anime. It's a really good film. Um Got Judge Dredd with Stallone. Didn't like that movie that much because uh, I didn't like he took his mask off because I was against the comic books and I read the comics before I watched that film. But, the, the movie but it's good. Did you go back and 
watch it now. It's pretty fun. It is no, it's a good movie. And shout out to Tony from uh, from Venom Inc. for uh, he was a cannibal in that film. So shout out to you. Um, what else we got? We got Friday, amazing comedy movie. It's hilarious. Never seen it. Never will. Friday is really good. Um, I will never watch it. I hate fucking Chris Tucker and I hate Ice Cube even more. <laughs> we got uh, the quick and the. These are, these are fun facts about Doctor West Kid. If everybody's watching it, I'm not. We got The Quick and the Dead with Sharon Stone. And it also has little Leo... That movie was a turd. Leo DiCaprio and Gene Hackman. That, that movie was a turd. This is a favorite of Dr. West Bad Boys, uh, Michael Bay. No, it is not. Yes, it is. It's a favorite of yours. You love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Empire. You're just rocking out the dog. <laughs> <it's not laughs> I know. It's just dog shit, dog shit, <coughs> dog shit, dog shit. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm listing off all the notable, the only ones that everyone's seen. Let's see. Empire Records. I do like that one. Yeah, that one is good. I like that one. I really do. That one, that's a good one. Got Robin Tani from uh, what is she in? Uh, the Craft and End of Days. Craft is good. That movie's just good. There's Liv Tyler's in it. Um, it's good. Here's a couple wubbies for me in a row. You got Casper. The only reason I, the only reason I really liked that movie, and I always watched it, was because uh, fucking Dan Aykroyd has a Ghostbusters cameo in it, where he comes out as Ray. You know, and I, of course, never seen it. Whole reason I watched it. Uh, Toy Story. It's another. I saw that in theaters. Had the fucking Toy Story lunchbox. I was ready to fucking go. Little Gore Christ was. It even had the fucking thermos in it. Ready to go. Let's see. Um, there's another Alicia Silverstone. She got a lot of work. Uh, the Babysitter, ninety-five. Never seen it. I haven't either. You got Heavyweights. That was that. Never seen it. That movie with uh, I think Ben Stiller's in it. It's like a fat camp, a kids in fat camp or whatever. Um, That's a wheelchair fucker movie. That is a wheelchair fucker movie. It really is. He has on Blu-ray. It's annoying. <laughs> uh, Babe, that fucking pig movie. That movie always kind of freaked me out. I refuse to watch it. It freaks me out. Fact about that movie that was directed by the fucking Mad Max creator, which is fucking stupid. George Miller, yeah. Uh, uh you got two wrong. You should be ashamed of yourself. You can't put out Mad Max, but you can put out a stupid children's film about my fucking bacon sandwich. I actually watched this recently. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and it's hilarious. You got two Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. It's that fucking... That drag okay, queen... hold on a second. Let's just pause right there a second. I wisely pulled out my phone and started recording this podcast. Somebody else that's in that. John Leguizamo. Yeah, I don't like him. And I got forced to watch that by my gay cousin mm. at a theater. <laughs> and that movie, now listen, that movie has this huge fan base, and I love Patrick Swayze, okay? Mm. One of my favorite actors, I just really liked him. I can't do that movie. Now, but for any of our gay listeners out there, and I'm being serious, actual homosexual listeners, I have something really cool to tell you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Not into Two Wrong Food, give me Priscilla Queen of the Desert all day long. Yeah. That, that is a Dr. West approved movie. That movie kicks ass. 
You've got the dude from fucking Lord of the Rings and fucking V for Vendetta. Can't think of his name. Oh, uh, uh, hang on, it's, uh, Hugo Weaving. That is a fucking good movie. Yeah. Same thing, sat with my gay cousin, loved that movie. Two rounds through, you would think that I would. Leguizamo ruins it, just like he ruins Spawn. Thank you. Yep, I agree with you there. Uh, let's... I don't like John Leguizamo in any fucking thing he's ever been in in his life. I do not like that guy. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> do some, uh, let's see what else we got here. I'm, I'm uh, of course, avoiding some big ones, I'm going to no, say. You know, it's not a racist thing, I just don't like him. Right, I mean, you know, he's just kind of annoying. Uh, let's see, Jury Duty, that's fucking Polly Shore. Uh, Jerky Boys, the movie. I love Jerky Boys. I grew up with those those motherfuckers. Um, Here, let me tell you something. I used to sell in a record store their CDs. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're from New York and you find that funny. <laughs> you probably find that 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 fucking hot pranksters thing on true television funny too or whatever the hell it's called no I just liked that when I was younger but, but, but I do not understand what's <laughs> funny about guys with a whoopee cushion walking into a store and then laughing with their New York accent I just don't find it funny but well Jerky Boys mainly just prank prank phone calls on the radio I know, I know, that's great. I, know I, I get it but I'm just saying in general just that humor like outside of Andrew Dodd's Square I don't get it but yeah I don't know Anyway, moving on. Uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, Eddie Murphy. Hate it. Uh, <laughs> grumpier old man. Never seen it. Uh, Mall Rats. Of course, that's a good one. You know, here, here's the thing about Kevin Smith. That's easily my favorite thing he ever did. Yeah, it's good. But. And it's got Buffalo Bill in it. And Stanley. Movie. I do not like the first Clerks film. I do not like Chasing Amy. I do not like Jersey Girls. I just don't. Matter of fact, I actually legitimately do like Eros putting a really nice version of it out. I'm excited to get my hands on it. I really do like that film. But I think most of his stuff sucks. Yeah. He's kind of like Rob Zombie, except without a music career. <laughs> I can, yeah. Seriously. Right. And he has way too many, like, stand-up things of him in, like, fucking, like, buffalo pants talking to, that look like shorts that he's sitting there talking about stuff for, like, six hours. He has way too many, like, stand-up appearance thingies that he's filmed. I'm just like, dude, are you, you know, for somebody that thinks you're gross, you, are you that vain that you have to film everything you do? <laughs> I just, I, I, and I, we have kind of a backstory of this podcast with him in, in a weird way that I, I, you know, like, Comic Book Menace is a pretty entertaining show, but it's not him that's entertaining. It's more like Walt and Brian and all the guys in the, yeah. in the store, Ming and all them, but I, and Brian. But I, but, but I, I, I don't know, like, I like him, but I don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a love-hate thing. No, seriously. It, well, it's not even that. It wouldn't even that. It's like, I like, I like him sometimes. But sometimes some of his stuff, like, 
you know, like, like, I'm going to give you guys out there an example. Corey one time put on Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and you laughed throughout like, the entire film, and I literally could have went to sleep. Yeah. I can see I don't that. I think that movie's good. It's not a good movie, it's just funny. You know, but it's I really... I think it's funny. I just, I don't watch anything about it. Like, I... Now, as I said, Marlass, Marlass is a relatable film to me. Yeah. Clerks 2 is a relatable film to me because they're, like, getting older and all the stuff, and they're having, like, little crisis feelings, and one dude's getting married, and we can go to Florida. The whole thing, like, all of that is relatable. Those two movies are very relatable to me. But the rest of his stuff, it's like a bad buffet with, like, spoiled food on it for me. <laughs> Seriously, like, I just, I, I can't do it. Yeah, that's, that's good points, so valid. Here's one I watched religiously, and the sequel, I don't know why, but I loved it when I was five years old, was the Brady, a Brady Bunch movie. Of course, it's not the original people, it's not, uh, what's her name, uh, Florence Henderson and, and those people, but you got Gary Cole as uh, Mr. Brady, and Mrs. Brady was Shelley Long, which is awesome. I just... I always loved that movie. I don't know why. So here, here's the thing with that. I had never seen those until, like, they were out of the theater, okay? Yeah. They're okay, but I never really liked the old show either, but I did grow up with the old show, so the show looks weird to me. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with it, because I think it's kind of cool what they were doing, but I don't really like it. Yeah, that's what you mean. But I don't have anything against it either. Let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. It's like Harry Potter. I have the idea of Harry Potter, yet I've never seen any of it, and I won't. Yeah. Uh, I I've actually seen the Brady Bunch stuff, and it was okay. Right. Know, but I just, I don't know. Uh, you got Four Rooms. Yeah. Four Rooms is another one I watched a lot when I was younger. It's uh, a few directors. It's like each... One's directed by somebody else. Tarantino directs one. Right. Robert yeah, Rodriguez directs yeah, it. Thing, yeah. yeah, or Tim Ross of Elboy goes to four different rooms. Madonna's in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bunch of cameos. Bruce Willis is in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's really weird most of the time. There's only a couple ones that are actually funny. It's just a, like the more I watched it when I got older, it's not as good as it was when I was younger. Uh, just because it's just, I don't know, a lot of it's just kind of weird more than it is funny. You know, there's a lot of really hectic situations that, that happen and it's just kind of stressful more or less but um I haven't seen that in years let's see uh, here's one I love and you can find this on the Disney Plus app it's the uh, Goofy movie which I fucking loved when I was little that is a pretty entertaining cartoon here's another one this is a super uh wubby for the Gore Crisis Operation Dumbo Drop fucking love that movie I think never seen it I think that's on the Disney app, if I'm not mistaken. Might be. It's uh, Danny Glover and fucking Bill Murray's in it, and he doesn't have a big role in it, but he's in the film. And it's awesome. I've never seen that movie. It's really good. It's just, it's just, it's just solid. It's good stuff. Let's see. Uh, I guess we can get to horror now. I've done enough. Um, I know the ones I haven't, you know, that I've left off that I'll say later as my favorites. Um, Actually, I'll do these two. Um, or three. We got. I'll do some of the big ones here. You got Braveheart. And you got. I'm going to tell you a funny story about that film. To this day, I refuse to watch that film. And you've never seen it? 
I have no interest in seeing it because I'm not Scottish and I don't give a fuck about Scotland. <laughs> I wouldn't watch that movie if you gave me a briefcase full of fucking money. It's also like four hours long. Like, no, no exaggeration. I have zero interest in watching. And I thought it was even super lame on that Iron Maiden record where they did that whole fucking song about that stupid fucking movie. It's like, you know, you guys are British. Why are you doing a fucking song about a bunch of fucking Scottish douchebags? <laughs> if I don't watch a movie about a Scottishman that's actually interesting, I'll watch fucking Highlander. Yeah. There you go. I don't want to watch a movie. And the truth is, I, I've never really said this on this podcast. I don't like Mel Gibson. I tried to watch one of the Lethal Weapons movies recently. I don't like Danny Glover either. It's like it's like the two of the worst actors that have no career now. <laughs> no, seriously. And it was like crammed down my throat because everybody's like, oh, man, fucking Lethal Weapons movies, fucking awesome, blah, blah. They're really not that good. Yeah. I'd rather watch Beverly Hills Cop all day long. Oh, yeah. fucking stupid ass lethal weapon crap and I don't like Mel Gibson I, I've never said that on this podcast I honestly do not like him I really don't I, I just don't like him and you shouldn't either he hates Jews so. no I definitely don't but we're not going to get into that um, GoldenEye overrated still good I like the movie Yeah, we'll travel. Every other thing, and, and I don't have a problem with Sam Jansen, but everything else about that movie makes me want to vomit. <laughs> the only nice memory I have about that Ooh. movie is I got jacked off by Holly in the theater during that film. That's it. <laughs> this dude just as jacked a, his fucking a, thumb as off. A, as, a, as a Timothy Dalton fan of the Bond movies, and I realize I'm in the like negative on that. Don't really like Pierce Brosnan and didn't like anything really except Die Another Day. That's it. Die Another Day is great. I don't like the other movies. I think they suck. Yeah. My two... I, 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 I realize that you watch some of his... That movie I think is like watching fucking paint dry and the villain and that sucks. <laughs> and that's more never dies thing. I just want to take that media mogul guy, which I guess is supposed to be Ted Turner and just drown him. But, that German dude? Yeah, but but, but yeah. Goldeneye, I can't deal with the, the guy that plays Nightcrawler. It's like, I ain't even doing Like, there's yeah. so many bad things about Goldeneye that I can't, I can't look past it. It's, it's bad. Oh, yeah, it is Nightcrawler. Boris Grushenko. One more thing to go ahead and piss everybody off that listens to us, because I'm just being honest. I hated that fucking video game, too. See, I loved it, but that was just kind of a friend thing. But it's, it's really hard to play now, because it's so dated and bad. Like, it's not even fun anymore. Because you try to play it, and you're like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck did I even have fun with this game? But, but moving on, we'll go to something Dr. West does like, uh, and that is Showgirls, and it's by my favorite director, Paul Verhoeven. I do like that movie, but I like it just because I'm a Saved by the Bell fan. It has nothing to do with any other reason. Right. Well, I know that. And then... Uh, Anything Vegas or something. Yeah. Then we'll do the last two before the horror movies here, because there's not a lot. Um, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, which is the second one. Never liked that movie. The only part that I really like, but there's two scenes in that movie I really like. The one where they go to the mansion thing and they meet all the, the game hunter guys. 
and he's just fucking with all the, the party guests. The part's funny. No, I mean, like, it's, 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 I love Jim Carrey. I don't hate the film, but I, I, I just never really didn't click with me like the first one did. Right. Uh, there's an ad starting right now, so we got another ad. And it's like, um, we're here for you during COVID. We're, Vanessa Hudgens is going to serve you fucking Taco Bell at your house. Um, what I was going to tell you is, here's, here's Jim Carrey's good stuff to me. And, and, and the, the one I believe is going to surprise you, but I'm just being honest with you. So, I really like him in the second Kick-Ass movie. Yeah. I really like him in Cable Guy, the first Ace Ventura. Uh, Liar Liar is fantastic. It's my favorite one. But, I've got to be honest with you, which one that I honestly love, and I think it's my favorite. What's that? This is weird, too. This is very weird to talk about this, but it's a movie that I signed to theater with my cousin. And I revisited it recently because it was on, like, Freeform. Mm-hmm. I love Yes Man. That movie is fucking awesome. It is really funny. It's honestly probably the last good thing he did. Yeah. Is yours back on yet? Let me know because I don't want to keep talking. Yeah, it's got the it's got a Dublé ad. There's another one. Hang on, I think it's about done. They hurry up. It's like Neo and then. Vanessa Hudgens takes. Yes, man, and you like old school Jim Carrey stuff. I think it's actually. And here we go. It's back. And if you watch it, and you'll never know Dr. Vincent West, but I will tell you this: I am Jim Carrey in that fucking movie. Yeah. Now what movie? That that. It's so funny. He's just like I love it. He's just like he's looking at his phone. He's like, no means no. I will say I watched that uh, Sonic movie and he was really good in that. It was actually he good. Great in it? Yes, it's great. It's old school. Uh, but but I'm just saying, like his general attitude in general, the first half of the month, second half is definitely not me. Yeah. But the first half of the it's just me. There's people calling him. He's like, no, it's Let's and see. The, the, the whole other thing where he's, I, I fucking love where he's just like, look, I need to get out of here so I don't have to deal with Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. He's, he's very entertaining in that movie. Let's do a couple um, more here. Um, let's see. Got Rumble in the Bronx. And then this one. So I was taking karate at the time. So I was a little karate gore cry. said, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. I love that fucking Three Ninjas trilogy when I was little. That was my shit. I have never seen those. They're really good. I don't know if you... I mean, obviously now, it's just... It's a little, well, it's a little kid movie. Up, yeah, it's just a little kid movie, so it's fun to watch for me, but... Uh, let's do some horror. We'll knock these the fuck out. We got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. One of the worst movies ever made. But I can still, oddly enough, watch that movie and be entertained and not hate it. When I first saw it, I did not like it, because obviously I was... You know, it was around the time... It had to have been like 96, because it wasn't long after it came out where I saw it on TV. So it had to have been like six years old. And I liked I'll it. I'll be honest with you about that one. I think it's better than two. I think it's better than three. And I think it's overlooked. I think it's actually really good. I do too. I really like Viggo Mortensen's character, and I like... I don't know. It's just different. I like it. No, Viggo Mortensen is not in that movie. Oh, that's the... Uh, he's in the... Th- is that the third one he's in? 
Yeah, the third movie's a piece of shit. Okay. This one is Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. Great, but the third movie's a piece of shit. I like the one... It's Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger. I like it. Okay. I've always liked it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that one's great. And it, you know, I liked it when I was little. And and a lot of people don't like it, you know, but, you know, I don't like... Like I said, I think it's... ...the second movie except for fucking Dennis Hopper. Like, the rest of that movie's a piece of shit. Right. And it's overrated. I'm sick of everybody. Oh, that movie... Yeah, that movie kind of sucks. Like, it's okay. It's a dark comedy. It's not really entertaining in it, but the leather face in that movie sucks. Yeah, it's bad. Bill Johnson. That guy's a fucking douchebag, too. Yeah, it's just garbage. Um, I tried to get him on this podcast through Facebook, and he was a fucking asswipe, so fuck Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 up the ass. <laughs> like, that movie can fucking burn in hell, and, and honestly, the original's the best. Nothing touches the original. The original's one of the best horror movies ever fucking made. Agree, and agree. It, it will always be one of my favorites, top ten for sure, and, and but yeah, I think, I think that... The, that Texas movie from the 90s gets a bad rap man I think it's I do good too. I, I actually really like it very overlooked um, let's see Village of the Damned we all know the story with that uh, one yeah, okay here's the thing with that that movie was supposed to be Creature from the Black Lagoon yep. with John directing it mm-hmm. and it's not and I've tried watching it recently. It has an amazing cast as Mark Hamill and Christopher Reeves. It's actually the last movie Christopher Reeves did before his accident. Yep. Of course. Yeah, it's bad. But honestly, I think that movie sucks. Yeah, it's not really a you know a go-to movie, really. It's, 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 it's just like In the Mouth of Madness. Like, In the Mouth of Madness is kind of cool, but it kind of sucks to me. Yeah. And I'm tired of everybody on this bandwagon of of, of picking through John's stuff, mainly the thing, which is also an overrated piece of shit. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's an overrated piece of shit. I'm tired of everybody jerking off about that movie. It's a fucking remake of the thing from another world. Like, get over it. It's a fucking remake. <laughs> so, yeah, go do the damnedest piece of shit. It's a fucking remake. I don't like it. Well, here's a good one that, get, speaking of getting overlooked, that uh, most people probably haven't even seen, but, you know, you cut off after so many sequels. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers with Paul Rudd. You got the Tommy Doyle character. I really like that movie. It's great. people hate it. I really like it. It's great. It's okay. part six. It's actually, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a, good lot, a lot of people yeah, overlook it. Brad wants you to forget about it to go watch his, his remake fucking Pit Longs, but, you know, I... I actually like that movie. And, and here's the thing. I, I just want to say this real quick because I've never said this on this podcast. Anthony Michael Hall is not Paul Rudd and you making him Tommy Doyle does not stick with continuity. So you fucked up on that. That's a miss. Yeah, they should have... commercial, by the way, so you may want to pause it. Okay. They, they should have just waited on that. Because if, if you were... I don't care if Paul Rudd's in the next Star Wars film. Like, I would have just waited till I could get him in my film. Yeah. Or just not even had the Tommy Doyle character. Keep some kind of, some kind of continuity, man. Come on, you know. The, you, you got fucking. You're saying these movies have nothing to do with anything else, but you've got fucking what's her name in it. You know, it's like you know. Billy Curtis, and you even have Charles Cipher yeah, and a bunch like, of other people. Well, I mean, but if you're gonna do it, then keep the continuity with it, you know. And honestly, after going to Horrorhound and seeing that fucking guy that played the shape in that movie talk, I wanted to beat him with a bat. Yeah. What was it? Where did it doing? And you were like, <laughs> he was like, um, um, 
he was doing something and I kept making fun of him at the convention. Yeah, he was going, um, um. Okay, it's not, you can unpause it. Okay. Um. um yeah, he's that's a fucking douchebag. He's after a shitty Michael Myers. And I got so sick of every jackass that I fucking ran into. It's like, man, fucking Nick Cassidy in that whole movie. No, he is not. He's literally in like one scene. In the car scene. I'm like, he's like 90 years old, but he is not in that fucking movie. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I don't like the whole podcaster thing and the, all that crap. I mean, I tried to go back and watch that recently. The only thing redeeming about that movie is the fucking score. Like, I, but the rest of it, it's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, it's modern, you know, you're only going to get so much out of that. And when they joked off about it, I did. And I was like, you know, it was okay. So I didn't fucking doll in mean, there. I don't care. I gave them no money for that. <laughs> the uh, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. I don't even know if I've seen that fucking thing. Uh, Piece of shit. It's another, it's another sequel. Uh, God damn it. Um, let's see. There's anything else here. Leprechaun 3. That's a fun one. It's good. It you is. Know, you have a music it's a little... I know. Well, you, you know, you have to. I know. I've been cutting. I've been cutting. <laughs> <in>, so <laughs> I'm just gonna run through them. No more. We got this. These. It's the, it's the '90s. Most of them. You know, the '90s movies. '90s movies. Uh, Tales from the Hood. Evil Ed. The uh, Ice Cream Man. That's the uh, what's his name? Um, Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Continue. Dark Man Two: The Return of Doctor West. Um. Let's see. You got Species. That's just a good movie. It's just a softcore porn. Is all that is. Softcore porn. Um, Demon Knight. Is one of the only good ones on this list. It is good. And then what's his name is very very nice. Uh, Billy Zane, good guy. Uh, Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh, sucks. And. My final film on this entire list that I was obsessed with when I was this age, and I still like to this day. Actually, there's two. Um, well, three. I'll, I'll mention another one. Seven, Tank Girl, and Indian in the Cupboard. Forgot those. I had to mention those. I'm back to horror. Tank Girl. It's okay. Now that wasn't what I was talking about. The the two movies. I was just. Found some other ones I forgot about. Uh, Twelve Monkeys, which I really hated when I was younger. I don't know why I was afraid of it. For some I'm reason. actually proud to say that I, I have never and will never watch that movie. Uh, it's got Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt and fucking Terry Gilliam directed it. I'm not watching it. My top two favorite movies from this whole thing that I still watch and I love. My some of my favorite childhood movies: Mortal Kombat and Batman Forever. It's my favorite Batman movie. And that wraps it up. Alright, let's get to the shitty music list here. <laughs> Finally on the movies, it only took, uh, or uh, music, it only took 30 minutes, but... Uh, the Burn Offering, Spring from Ice Earth, it's okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's not Death Metal, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, Draconian Times from Paradise Lost, probably their best album, I think. It's pretty solid. It was when they were actually still metal and they're not this gothy doom crap, whatever they're trying to do. <laughs> um, Master 
Great and Blood from Sodom. Uh, good one. It's, under, it's underrated. Uh, Very underrated. Fate from Cancer. Uh, Casket Garden from Dismember. Espatron from Septic Flesh. In Cold Darkness from Bottle Remains. Haunted from Six Feet Under. Debut, baby. Uh, uh, let's see here. Love that album. Battle from the North from Immortal, even though those guys won't do our podcast. <laughs> Hate from Sinister. Uh, the Burning from The Crown. Black Force Domain from Crisian. My favorite one from them. Uh, massive Killing Capacity from Dismember. Uh, Domination from Morbid Angel, just because of Eric Rutan. It's my favorite Morbid Angel record. Uh, let's see here. Angel in the Dark River, the best thing my dying bride ever did. Eternal from Malevolent Creation, actually a really underrated album. Actually, album heavy as fuck. Fucking love it. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, what we got here? Uh, Pierce from Within from Suffocation, Symbolic from Death, Once Upon the Cross from Deicide, and then the Profondius from Vader. That's it. I'm done. Some top tier shit. Other stuff from that year there is, but I won't be mentioned on this list. Not on my list. That's it. That's the music, my man. It's probably the quickest one you've ever done. Yeah, there's the rest of the stuff on this crap. I'm not mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> the day that I mentioned anything positive about some of those bands that I just read on that list, the day that I set myself on fire. Well, we're not doing that today. No, we're not. I do not want to do that. We got, uh, I don't know if you're on the same part as I am, but we got... Jeffrey Combs and uh, Barbara Crampton are, are having some kind of argument. Yep. And it catch you up catch you up to speed with uh, the uh, movie here that there's some blind I guess their daughter's like some blind chick and that castle freak's been running around uh, trying to I don't know what he's doing but hanging out. He's been like running around pulling her hair and fucking picking her butt and all kinds of shit. It's just been uh, not much going on here. Some tension. They got a really nice place. I don't even know where the fuck that's at. I'm trying to see a filming location here where this was filmed at. Castle Freak. Film location. I hate finding this shit sometimes. They, they, it's like, you, you try to look up film locations when you type in Google and it's like, Castle Freak Burger King. You're like, what are you, why is that a suggested thing? Let's see. It was shot in Italy at a castle owned by Charles Band, which Band had bought years earlier. Gordon had shot The Pit and the Pendulum in the same castle four years earlier. It's a good movie. According to John Fuller's story, filming was underway until July 94. Interesting. Is Combs hanging out with a hooker? I think so. And there's a cop arresting him or something? 
Not yet, he's drinking on where I'm at. Gordon stated that... He's drinking, the cop's not arresting, the cop's grabbing the hooker now. Well, I got an ad. Well, he just downed a fucking shot. That's on my mind, so I think you're ahead of me by a little bit. I got an ad in 3, 2, 1. And there's an ad. Uh, Gordon stated the film was shot quickly, originally approached in January to direct. Gordon was shooting the film by June. Castle Freak was shot in Italy at a castle owned by Charles Band. Uh, July 7th, 1994, the crew were a day and a half behind on the shooting schedule. On July 8th, Charles Band arrived at the castle with his wife and father, stating that they were to finish filming by June, July 9th. Damn. So he just came in and he was like, y'all need to be out of here. My wife and family's here. It's kind of weird. Well, you know, and the, the music list, the reason I kind of went, there's just not much on it. You know, you would think there would be more stuff, but there really wasn't. There's really not, and you had good shit. You know, you got the DSI record and fucking crazy, and then uh, that Vader record and stuff to really, in suffocation to really carry I mean, that year yeah, anyway. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with You had too much, and, and that eternal record in, in domination. Yeah, all the all the stuff is really still completely relevant and just still good. So I mean, I'm back on here, and now here's the hooker. So I had some catch. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're ahead of me anyway. This hooker just came in on this scene. She's fucking smoking. She's smoking hot, but she's also smoking a cigarette. Uh, yeah, he's just like me and my wife just had an argument. So come on down, hooker. Let's get a drink. Yeah, I don't know who that was. It was supposed to be his agent, but I feel like... I don't know if he's actually a dick or not. I don't know if his agent's like that. I mean, fuck. It's like, I'm not asking you to talk about Star Trek. I mean, I get that. It was the exact amount they wanted for us to talk to him on the phone. It was $1,000 for a phone That's interview. Insane. It's like, is he gonna is he going to do a video call and he's like nude playing with his wiener? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what am I paying for here? I'm not... I think... find it right now yeah top that he just went full fucking goats <laughs> he just went full fucking goatsy and fucking sat on this huge black fucking dingus <laughs> Here's the interview. It's from October 22nd, 2016. Hi, Mike, a.k.a. Cocksucker. 
I would love to set up a podcast interview with Mr. Combs very soon. I shouldn't even say Mr. Combs. I should have just said, just said with, with Jeff, man. If I missed her anything anymore. Uh, we are huge fans. We'd love to have him on. Uh, provide links to our social media and streaming. So I don't think this old fart knew what a podcast was. This is what he sends me back. You ready? Hi, Corey. Are you offering payment for these services? Sent from my iPhone. I said, I have. I don't pay for audio interviews. And he said, Hi, Corey. Jeff could give you a couple of hours for... <laughs> Jeff could give are you... you a, are you watching fucking Jeff eat out this chick? Because I am. No, I don't even know where we're at right now. Hang on. I see a chicken. He's eating out that fucking burger. Hang on. Oh, oh yeah. I see. He's, he's making out with her in the corner, I see. But... <laughs> Hang on, I'm reading this. Here's, oh yeah, she's fucking grabbing his fucking Peter. Here we go. Uh, yeah, it's the, <laughs> the castle cuck. <laughs> he is. He's like, he's never seen as much. Did you not see it? Not yet. It's coming. He's fucking. Oh, he's, wait, he's fucking, he's fucking, uh, titty sucking right now. He fucking, okay, we're, hang on, we got, uh, 52 minutes, 24 seconds, folks. We got Mr. Skinless here reporting on Castle Freak. Uh, you got fucking luscious titties here, and Jeffrey Combs is absolutely fucking eating that like a KFC buffet, her fucking tits, so. <laughs> He's ready to go down to the fucking mashed potatoes and gravy right here. Let's see. Damn. Yeah, he's... Tr- <laughs> yeah, this is nice. Uh, this is good, Mr. This is good, Mr. Skinless. I mean, they're in, like, the fucking castle bowels, and he's in there fucking chowing down on some hooker cooter. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he's fucking buried in it like he's a fucking... <laughs> He's like a fucking mole in there. Jesus yeah, Christ. There's the doctor over there like, yeah, I fucking get it. <clears throat> oh, now he's just strapped pumping her. He's fucking pumping her. <laughs> the hooker's getting pumped in the fucking Charles Band castle. <laughs> the full moon castle. She's getting... <laughs> this is probably the oh he's, he's one and done too he gave her like four pumps and she's fucking out of here out of here <laughs> that Italian hooker <laughs> I want to see him at a convention so bad it's like man you I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna print out my own eight by ten when I see him at a convention. It's gonna be him from Castle Freak when he's eating that fucking hair pie. <laughs> he's he's have, he's eating that fucking Olive Garden fucking tour to Italy. Well, here we go. Here. Now, if you got a thousand bucks, I want to see you actually eat some chick's pussy drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, man, we 
hey guys, we got this, we saw this cool death metal fucking documentary streaming bullshit on Facebook, but you know what we did? <laughs> we paid Jeffrey Combs a thousand bucks to eat the stripper out on our podcast. <laughs> Well, let me get back to this email because this is very real. Uh, okay, so. Real quick, I need to say something before you get back to the email. I want to tell all the listeners out there Richard Pepper will do a dildo show for you for a dollar. He does. No wear whatever mask you buy him if you get him a cat. And I'll tell you something else. He also accepts accepts Wendy's and Burger King coupons. And Arby's. And Arby's. Now, Arby's coupons, you get a a fucking dildo show and a cum shot. (laughs) You get the fucking money shot. (laughs) And he does wear the Catman nude mask. He actually wears a fucking furry cat mask. No, no, if you want a Catman nude dildo show... That you're gonna have to actually send us a deposit. Uh, uh, that's a Texas. That's a Texas Roadhouse. That's a fifty dollars Texas Roadhouse gift card. <laughs> you gotta buy him some butter rolls if you want to see the Catman nude show. <laughs> the fucking roadkill dinner. <laughs> Killer Coach Waterworks, yeah. The- or better yet, since he's Killer Coach, he actually, over time, being drunk every night, he fills up this, like, those fucking giant Gatorade, uh, <laughs> this Gatorade thing, and he get he gives you the fucking coach's celebration, just pours his fucking... Old stagnant piss all over you. <laughs> but uh, back to the email. I, I said, you know, uh, we don't pay for interviews. And then he said, "Hi, Corey. Jeff can give you a couple of hours for the interview. He custom he customarily receives a thousand dollars. Please let me know if I could be of further service." That's crazy, man. A thousand dollars. Yeah. Damn. And I was like, so just a 40-minute plus phone call interview requires $1,000. Hopefully we can arrange something more reasonable. <laughs> Hi, Corey. <coughs> this is what Jeff customarily receives for a couple of hours. F- feel free to present an amount you think is reasonable for this shorter amount of time. So I'll respect... I'll tell you what. We're sending Jeff a fucking Happy Meal. Uh, I mean... And some fucking Eros lube, that German lube. And, <laughs> and I said, we. W- so we can run up this, we can run up these pieces of shit at decibel, but fucking thanks to the fucking goddamn Steven <laughs> <laughs> So this is all I replied. I said, we work for free and do what we do as fans for fans. Thank you very much. Like, I don't care, dude. It's like, you're not. No one's getting a thousand dollars from me anyway, but especially not for an interview. That ain't happening. <laughs> but a dildo show. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, Corey Rowcraft only gives a thousand dollars to Ryan Ashworth for fucking 
Yeah, now if you want to fix my to fix my car for a day. A what? I can't hear you. trouble for a long time and you know it's like if you want to rig up my car for a day so it looks like it works you know just pay me five <laughs> pay me a thousand bucks <laughs> Chick, this is Castle Freak. Is this chick getting eaten out by the Castle Freak guy now? He's trying to give her, like trying to give her some wine. He's like, here, you, you definitely need to be drunk to touch my wee wee. Oh damn, yeah, that's very interesting. But <laughs> yeah, a thousand bucks, you can fucking eat my shit. It's like, actually, I'll pay you a thousand bucks if you on screen eat my poo. <laughs> I should have messaged him right now and be like, "Hey, uh, wanted to re-inquire about uh, getting Jeffrey Combs on. Uh, will he accept the thousand dollar consent? I'm getting my Trump check again. You know, another Trump check. So, would he accept a thousand dollars to do a dildo show? Yeah, for a dildo show. Like, what does this entail? Because he'd probably be humorous. He's like, what does it entail exactly? It's like, well, uh, he just takes different. He just takes." <laughs> Different variations and colors and sizes of dildos and sits on them. <laughs> we also have a giant, pustulant, infected, uh, red, like, like just sore, bulbous, uh, Stuart Gordon, Brian Usna style dildo we can sit on too. the other good one <coughs> we're gonna also shoot a separate video that people have to pay for separately and it's called re-analator
had. And for the Star Trek fans up there, we will also have a Wayne Jerk show. Yep. Okay, I'm on a commercial. Alright. It is paused. But yeah, I, I've never, to this day, have anyone say they needed money for a podcast. I don't think he knew what it meant. I think he was like, we're not doing like a video documentary. and even If if so, we know not who to ask uh, to do an interview. So it's like fucking $1,000. It's like, Jesus Christ. We only put a down payment on a car to talk to Jeffrey Combs. It's amazing. Well, listen, There's a there's another one. Uh, it's a really good another porn we're gonna do. There's reanalator and there's also from behind. Yeah, from the gate, from behind. Um, that's another one. Instead of Dagon, it's just dildo. It's just <laughs> it's just a dildo. think of some uh, anal puns here for uh yeah that's what I was working on um been prepared for it but you know you get the thousand dollar Jeffrey Combs dildo show you never know what to expect well and here's the other thing if you guys if you guys are really interested in this you can go to our uh go find me Jeff Combs dildo show dot com how about uh deep deep gape nine yep deep gape deep gape nine is a good one um but uh, what he's going to do, especially for for everybody out there, you know, he wants everybody, you know, to be excited about his dildo show, but, you know, for a thousand bucks, you're all going to get the fucking prolapse money shot at the end. <laughs> he's going to pull it out like a fucking gym sock. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to see a couple of fucking nickels fall out of that thing. Yeah, yeah, they pull the fucking anus completely outward. It's like inside out, inside, inside out, anus, anus. It's just fucking. You get to fucking touch a sphincter. Oh shit! Yeah, now the fucking Castle Freak's totally getting some. He's fucking chowing down. This is very important, but um, 
Yeah, the castle freak was actually eating her badge, like just eating it, like a devouring it, like it's done. Corey and I were both in a New York grindcore band called Prolapse Fire Hydrant. Oh yeah. This was years ago, but Corey was only twelve. He was our vocalist. <laughs> and I picked him up from school, and we we formed Prolapse Fire Hydrant in New York. <laughs> The Castle Freak ate the hooker's tits off. That's pretty. Yes, that's pretty fucking brutal, actually. It's uh, that she's still basically alive, and he ate her out and did everything. He watched what Jeff Combs did, and then he did it, but ate her. It's pretty crazy. Oh, that's fucking pretty uh sadistic, actually. Damn, he gets the fucking fucking pole in the back of the head. way better. You know, we usually call episodes like Castle Freak with uh, Sean from Ingested. I think this one's just going to be called the Jeff Combs Dildo Show. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm serious. Jeff Combs Dildo Show. And I'm sorry, Sean, you know, uh, hopefully you enjoy this. <laughs> You know what, this is a new thing now. We're going to actually make, uh, like, if, if, we're gonna, if I ever had t-shirt designs or anything before, the first thing I'm ever going to do is just the Jeff Combs dildo show. <laughs> it's going to be a big, I'm going to make this a fucking staple of our podcast. <laughs> Introducing the Jeff Combs dildo show. Sponsored by Gillette Razors. <laughs> Happy to be um, here, sir. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it's, it, it's true, though. But for a thousand bucks, you know, I mean, and, and that's hard-earned money, you know. I was talking to Corey recently, and he said, you know, do I, do I want a car? Should we get you a car? Because I don't have a car. Or should we have Jeff do a dildo show? And I was like, we'll have Jeff do the dildo show. And, and just one of the shows we're going to have him do, he's just in the reanimator apron. <laughs> and he's gonna hack that apron up and give you guys a show. <laughs> and the other one, he's got that fucking. And, and the, listen, we're, we're, we're going out on this too because we don't need our, you know, I don't know how Jeff, how old is Jeff? Um, give me a second, let me look it up here. We, we don't want some lit, lit dick fucking Jeff, so we're gonna have him all bad with that. He's gonna be fucking he's, he's gonna have that fucking. He's gonna be like a Chevy. Who's fucking like a rock. Like a rock. Like a rock. Yeah, he's 65. 
So yeah, he's got to get that fucking that cock hard. <laughs> he's gonna have to take the pill. <laughs> he's gonna have to take. He's gonna have to take the pill. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have that. He's gonna, fucking, he's gonna be sticking out of that coat. He's gonna have a fucking bull dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know. The old bull. Just to, just, to, just to make this show more interesting, too. Um, and and this, is, this is bonus. Okay, look, a lot of people out there pay for UFC um, pay per view, okay? Yeah. I guess in Durbo show the prelims, like in other words, the you know the, the yeah the way the weigh-ins and all that. This is this is going to be the most amazing thing ever. We are going to have some of the most sexy, trashy strippers we can find, and we're going to piss all over wheelchair fucker. <laughs> we're going to piss all over his hair, all over his face, and everything else. So that's, that's our warm-up show. Okay, and then if that's not enough. We're going to have the main event, uh, this amazing wrestler friend of mine, and he's going to be facing the Groom Grocer. Yep, that's going to be a good one. And, and that, that match, here's the fun thing about that match, that entire match, this has never been done that I'm aware of, that entire match, we're going to be literally fighting in Alpo. Like the dog food? Correct. Jesus. <laughs> I mean the wet apple. I'm not talking dry apple, wet apple. You're getting like the fucking cayenne pepper apple. <laughs> it is literally called the wet apple death match. Hell yeah. And they're nude. Except for little trunks. Well, yeah, we're, we're going with like uh, bikini briefs on them. Yeah. But, and then, and if, that, and look, if that's not enough, kids, if that's not enough, this is this is where this whole thing just goes completely and totally over the top. I will hold a best female prolapse penis contest while I'm dressed as Binky the Clown from Garfield. <laughs> oh. Rawr, I'm not done yet. Rawr clearly rides around us in a circle on a unicycle. Yeah, that's that's, that's gonna happen. The Ghostbuster, Proton Pack and all. Can he stand in the cycle, or do you want to see the prayer apps to female buttholes? Totally <laughs> up to you. Then, the, as the clock strikes 12:01, two minutes to midnight, from Iron Maiden might be playing if we don't get sued. Then, Jeff Combs Dildo Show kicks in. <laughs> now the whole thing is called Jeff Combs Dildo yeah. Show. Just so you're not confused sexually watching this, I will have the prolapse, my prolapse dancers out there, minus the prolapse, but they will be naked, running around the Roman candle, shooting them off, watching show. <laughs> From their prolapsed anuses. Nah, we're not, we're, we're not gonna do that, cause we'll have too many, now, now, now for the finale, when Jeff comes out of space, we can have a, have a Roman candle up their ass. Yeah, that'll work. You know, I think that's fair. Um, but you know what? For a thousand bucks, and again, this is sent from my OG prepaid phone. Um, I told the guy, I go, look, I don't think that's going to be enough. I also think we need just sitting on some Benoit balls. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I want to see one with some 
And here's a, here's another one we're gonna see is uh we're gonna have Barbara Crampton she's gonna be in her uh from beyond attire and she's <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna have a strap on she's gonna be pegging Warwick Davis dressed as a leprechaun. <laughs> Don't be confused with this crazy and all that stuff. This is not the same pay-per-view. This is going to be our fucking 2021 St. Patrick's Day. Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called the. It's called in your ass. <laughs> Well, they pee on him. Correct. You pee on me. Yeah, put him on board. Grab <laughs> your penis and vaginas and urinate on me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering where his red light saber is, oh. we'll just let you figure that out. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think this is, you know, the. Oh, there's some face gore. Barbara Crampton's moving out. She's like, he's a fucking slut. Yeah, it's uh, you know, catch up on the movie and not the the dildo shelks. We'll get back to that. <laughs> the, uh, shit, I lost the doctor. His phone uh, cuts in and out sometimes. So where I was getting at though in the movie, uh, they found the dead hooker that the Castle Freak killed, and they blamed it on Jeffrey Combs' character and. Uh, Barbara Crampton staying with somebody else, and yeah, so that's just in chaos right now. There he is, he's back. His phone took a shit, so. Yes, it did. But don't worry, listen, it's, this call is coming from my LG prepaid phone. <laughs> Sent from my so, prepaid. Here's the other thing I wanted to tell everybody about. Very excited about this. This is another part that we're, we're planning to do. This is probably going to be after the Jeff Combs Dildo show. Okay, this is like the this is like the post. It's like the after party. This is something I'm very excited about. Corey is going to dress as Joe Bob Briggs while I ride a motorcycle over Jack Combs dildo and himself. And I'm going to be dressed as Ghost Rider. Danny West. No, he's fucking. He's fucking. Jeff's like on his fucking back with his legs up. He's fucking crescent mooning while he's fucking (laughs) pounding that dildo into himself. (laughs) While trying to suck his own dick, also. It's just like a double. It's just so much going on. And, you know, for a thousand bucks. For the first time ever, we'll use a southern accent and talk as if he's from Texas. Yep. 
as to homage one of our heroes, Joe Bob Briggs, which would never do this because it's way too offensive. Yeah, just be like, yeah, there's, 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 there's reanimator food, dildo food, prolapse food, <laughs> ghost rider food, <laughs> urination food. <laughs> Facial pee foo, <laughs> pegging foo, <laughs> wheelchair fucker water sports foo. <laughs> what? Jeff Gold Dildo Show. They're gonna suck someone off for some PCP. <laughs> And have a and have a back and have a back room. <laughs> They're gonna have the the backwoods bathroom fucking truck stop brawl match. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, from your from your this prepaid entire, phone. This entire filthy debacle <laughs> will be will be literally your live streaming and at home television viewing pleasure commentary track will be Jim Ross and Matt Deskersion. Hell yeah, that'd be fucking crazy. Be like, all right, he's taking the dildo now. By God, that man is sick. What's he doing? <laughs> It's a slobber knocker, and then he's like, "I oh, don't." He takes him. Get down sixty-five. Back away from the phone a little bit, because you're you're starting to do the uh, Charlie Brown. Oh, you're good. You're like wah wah wah, but yeah. That, <laughs> he's about to prolapse his anus straight out. And now he's got another uh, woman here. I guess that's the blind chick from the beginning. Castle, the castle yeah, cut. I think it is. But my, my whole thing, you know, just in general with this, is like if, we're, if fans have them spending a thousand bucks, you guys are going to get your money's worth. Yep, and we're going to do a dildo show, Jeff Combs. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what we're paying for. It's what you're going to you know, have and, to see. And, in our third world countries, it's just going to be uh, Jeff Ray, Kermay, 
be what I look like when I try to talk to women they're just like hey, I know one thing Castle Freak's got the tiniest ween I've ever seen he just likes to eating people he's like I'm lonely he's just slowly biting him you know he's he's hungry man I don't think he's got anything but that fucking milk dish in the beginning <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cat drank it all <laughs> hasn't fucking eaten him. Goddamn month, so he's probably just you know he's horny and fucking hungry. You know I can relate to that. Come on, Barbara Crampton. Yeah, there we go. Might as well just get all that. Get the get the kids out. Let them play a little bit. This dude's just like a little horny cuck. Is all the castle? So just call it castle cuck. <laughs> it is. He's like I like. Where's Jeff Combs? I want to watch him eat pussy. Oof. I'm gonna save the blind chick. We're gonna eventually make the the Jeff Combs dildo show the new Barnum and Bailey Circus and just have it a traveling show. We got instead of elephants shitting on the floor, it's actually like people, and it's just gonna be weird. There's gonna be pee everywhere. Well, we traveled with a paramedic who was just getting up there. Yeah. And look, if you if you guys want to talk to him for any, any amount of time less than two hours, it's a thousand bucks. <laughs> but you can get him for two hours for a thousand bucks, prolapsing his anus. Then by all means, you know we're going to do it for you. This phantasm is here for your entertainment. We we are. We're going to get our money's worth. We're going to get every penny worth. Yep. You know. Every dildo worth too. <laughs> There's one after exactly. one after the other, like fucking popsicles, just gonna be like, it's just gonna, you know, at your request, you know, we can also do some kind of like a telethon where people are donating themselves to like, you know, we can donate to some kind of charity, and uh, he can just, you know, you guys can can uh, vote on which dildo you want to show up his asshole next. Well, another thing that we're we're going to be doing, you know, because we 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 want to take this as far as we possibly can. So, I'm certainly sending Jeff's manager's approval sent from his iPhone to my prepaid LG phone. <laughs> um, this is this is key here. The very finale, because everybody loves an encore. The very end of the night, if we haven't entertained you enough, that's going to happen. Jeff is going to take, you're already going to have it inserted his, what I like to call bow constrictor dildo <laughs> and then as he craps it out with screws out 
from Alice Cooper playing. <laughs> oh man, so, I'm fucking done. You know, you're, you're gonna get you're gonna get a new treat every night. Yeah, it's just, you know, you guys can vote on it, we'll have different things, and he'll even shove cumbersome objects up his ass, not even dildos, you know, he can get cucumbers yeah, and bananas. Let's hope we can get for Jeff, we have to have him clean and ready for the show. Yeah, and then sometimes we would like him to shit on the show, like when he pulls out his prolapse anus, we want to see some fucking, you know, uh, some fucking poo-poo, you know, just to, for whoever that entertains, you know, we want to cover all our ends here, and not just leave out anybody. So and and, and I, I wanted to say this for for you know a surprise for you guys, but I'm in select cities, you know. <clears throat> I'm in select markets. Um, we will have a special musician guest that's <laughs> stuck over this podcast. Yep. And they're going to be different, all over because we've had several that have. And they're going to get to come out and actually fist Jeff Combs' prolapsed ass. <laughs> or chew on it like fucking, like bubble gum. Right, we have to get kinds of, you know, because of the coronavirus, the consent and stuff. And don't worry, during the show, I promise you, we will make masks available. We even make, we've even made a mask for, for Jeff's asshole. <laughs> Yeah, but if and, you know some of the guests, depending on how shit. No, how many? How many? Well, some of them can get pink eye for all I care, but some of them, like especially that the fucking guar manager turd, uh, he can he has to not only uh, stare at that prolapsed anus, but he also has to to has to eat that little chewy prolapsed calamari of his <laughs> and suck on it. <laughs> You get the. We've actually, we've actually invited him because he's also a Star Wars fan. He's going to be joining Kylo Ren, aka wheelchair fucker, dressed as Darth Vader for the urine show. <laughs> you, you got a Corona fart in the face. <laughs> <laughs> this <is> some COVID beef. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because right now we're just talking about the dildo show. You know, being a virtual tour, like you know. These other people are doing, you know, and uh, we're, it's going to be fun. We haven't talked about monetary value yet, but like I said, there would be donations, and uh, you are seeing, literally seeing, uh, among a, a bunch of our friends and, and other guests uh, getting peed on, uh, but you're, you're also going to see Jeff Combs totally fucking prolapse his ass with a bunch of dildos. <laughs> it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, though. He goes from B actor to B whole actor. <laughs> yeah, the reanalator. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, guys. Don't forget our at some point during the set to Peter Jackson's The Gate Nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually funny given the climax. He's like a germ freak in that movie, but it makes it even more funny. Well, look, he comes to the rescue. Except he's not going to be sitting on any seat cushion. He's just going to be sitting on a giant dick. <laughs> like I said, you know, we spend our expensive fantastic. If we're getting a thousand dollars for two hours, 
you guys will have, and I promise up to the last second, you will have a two-hour fucking dildo show. Yep. We're getting our money's wow. worth. Well, Jeff Combs is like beating the shit out of this dude, and then he just started getting whipped. He's like, the cuck prevails. I whip you while I watch you eat pussy. This movie's just strange, man. They're all just outside in the rain, like, like just for some reason. He's pretty fucking gnarly looking, I'll be honest. He's pretty cool looking, kind of. He's kind of like, wheelchair fucker on him. Well, he hasn't slept, you know. This is, now he's got the... Now he's chaining this man. He's he mind you, he's nude. He just he just fell off this fucking cliff, fucking nude, <laughs> with his little <laughs> with his little castle wiener. <laughs> that was a funny sight. It looked like they just threw a fucking mannequin off the fucking bridge. <laughs> you just see his little fucking Vienna sausage flop around. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little pigs in a blanket fucking hit the ground. It was pretty goddamn funny. It was a good sight. And uh, Jeffrey Combs, uh, if he's dead, I don't know. I don't see. Yeah, I guess he took one for the team there. Just like he's going to be taking one for the, you know, quite a bit for the team once we pay him a thousand bucks. Indeed. And we also will do. Uh, Facebook watch parties for it. You know, you'll have to pay to get in, and uh, but it'll be worth it. And you can tag your parents in it, and your uh, your pastors and whoever, and they can watch and tune in to the uh, Jeff Combs Dildo Show. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a must see pay per view. It's the first phantasm pay per view we ever did. We ever thought. You know, damn near five years later, we would be doing pay per views, but this is a big event. And also, for um, you know, it's even bigger event. The fucking dildo that he's going to show up as a <laughs> It is. But uh, also, you can donate depending on how much you donate. He will sign his used dildos, and uh, you can uh, you know purchase them based on your donations. And there's you know depending on the ones and the bigger ones, smaller ones. But uh. I guess I'll let everybody know that. Um, if this, if this paper you guys will, with Jeff Combs Dildo Show, <laughs> we, we, we're, we, we are planning an event, <clears throat> and I'm very excited to tell you guys about this, and we're also looking for locations to shoot at, but what we're planning on doing, and this is, this is a really big deal, okay, um, I had a friend of mine stare the monster truck grave digger. <laughs> Okay. He literally he was a he was a professional thief. He stole it. I guess there's several of them. He had a hidden in a cave back in the show area with the helicopter. And what we're gonna do? I'm very excited about this. Clearly, I are gonna dress as as regular people and go into a sci-fi slash comic book convention <laughs> and once and this is something I'm very excited about we're, we're <laughs> gonna find a group of cosplayers and Dr. Vincent West will literally with Clary Gore class by my side 
we will drag great bigger over and try to get as many cosplayers as we can <laughs> Hell yeah. from the convention. Well, here's the other thing we can do is we're going to travel Jeff Combs around in the Grave Digger, and it's going to have a giant dildo on the front of it. It's called Gape Digger. <laughs> It'll be, yeah, it'll be Gape Digger, and it'll be <laughs> running over cosplayers at conventions with... But, I mean, we, we will do that. Like, like, you know, I see somebody in Cruz, and man, I really hate that guy in that Captain America outfit, and I'm going to take him out with Grave Digger. Yep. Um, and it'll still be very nostalgic, and, you know... We see a fucking... We see another asshole, uh, you know, dressed as Deadpool, and I'm going to fucking run him over with Grave Digger. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so <laughs> excited about this pay-per-view. And uh, it's called Cosplay Crush, coming from Tampa. <laughs> um, that's going to be summer 2021, uh, pending the pandemic, and we're not all dead. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just some stuff to look forward to. Um, the Jet Times Gerbo Roadshow, <laughs> we're very excited about that. Uh, yeah, it would be great to actually see... <laughs> All of those are going to have the wheelchair fucker urination party. Yeah, it'll be really cool in person for you guys yeah, to see. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Just imagine, not only just, you know, in the flesh, you're seeing, you know, Jeff Combs just lay there on his back with his fucking legs up, and he's just fucking pounding that fucking asshole with a dildo. <laughs> Yeah, we need supplies. We also want to make sure we're safe. And uh, Dr. Fauci, too, so you can make sure the coronavirus is contained while we're doing this dildo show, because we want everyone to be safe. While he's prolapsing his ass, we want... <laughs> We'll do the final thoughts here on Castle Cuck here. <laughs> Castle Freak. Uh, you know, I think we... You know, I'll, I'll let you go first on this one. When you think of the film. Well, I actually think it's fun. I, I had a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's very inspiring. Uh, it's inspired our pay-per-view. <laughs> um, which we haven't mentioned at all during this podcast. No. Uh, the Jeff Jones uh, Dildo Show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's fun. David Clampton's great. Jeff, Jeff Combs is not just a professional fucking dildo taker. He's also a great actor. He is. Um, he's, he's solid. And he, he beats the shit out of that fucking cuck. And then... And it's a lot of pleasure yeah. going on, let me tell you guys. <laughs> and girls. Yes, and, you know, and, and look, Jeff is going to be wearing a mask. His asshole will be wearing a mask. You know? Sometimes uh, uh, Wheelchair Fucker will be wearing a fart mask and be taking his COVID rips. Even when he dresses Johnny Blaze when I'm jumping over Jeff's gaping anus. You can seriously have a, a, 
a fart mask connected to his ass. I have a mask over my mask. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's very important. And look, select cities, it's not going to be Johnny Blaze. I'm going to be Evil Knievel. It just depends on what I'm feeling like that night when I jump Jeff's ass. Yep. Um, you know, with my motorcycle. So it's, 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 it's really whatever we feel like doing. But, I mean, for, for $1,000, I mean, as Agent said, anything we wanted for two hours, that's the kind of money he needed. So. Yep. And, you know, yeah, I he was a thirty dollar signer at a, at a horror convention. I guess not. So, well, he's a thirty dollar signer, but he's a thousand dollar dildo taker. <laughs> um, <coughs> but yeah, about the film, I love the film. I want to also, you know, if this is successful, you know, I can see us having our own sex chain, Great R.S. Yep. And honestly, I think if if we could do our own conventions. You know, I think we would call it Gate Goria. <laughs> um, I heard they're out of business anyway, so we can use that. So Gate okay. Goria, G A P E Goria. We're also going to have a. Uh, we're also going to have Gape of the Dead, or Days of the Gape. Right. Days of the Gape. Yeah, we want to use like a name brand thing that actually started, but we use Gate Goria. That'll work. Yeah. Well, either way, there's going to be gaping going on in prolapsed assholes and getting peed on. So, if you're into that, you're into horror movies. Any kind of filthy, nasty, fisting sex we can entertain you with and make make living a pleasure again for you, you know. And for those chronic masturbators, you're in for a show, you know. Yeah, wheelchair uh, fucker will public masturbate. So, there's that too. He will. He's gonna fuck you. And, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, he will wear a trench coat and he will run around the crowd if we were doing this live. And he will tell you he's gonna fuck you <laughs> with his with his Danish fucking twelve inch. <laughs> but about about the movie, uh, final thoughts. I really enjoyed it. You know, it's Stuart Gordon. There's a lot of nasty shit in it. Um, the well, gore. Yeah, yeah, the gore is good. I, I like seeing Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs on anything, really. I, I enjoy their presence. I think they're fun actors, and uh, I, I like all their movies that they're in. And, uh, they're great. Yeah, they're just they're good personalities in film, and they're great actors. So very comfortable, just even though it was kind of slow, like just seeing them was, was great. And uh, the, the, the gore is top-notch when it's there, and it, it kind of picks up. Once it picks up, it kind of just keeps on trucking you know so once he starts getting you know fruit delicious with that hooker i mean it just goes from there and the, the movie just takes off and it's really uh fucking crazy from then on so yeah good watch good Stuart gordon movie it's good full moon pictures movie i mean it's one of the earlier ones if i'm not mistaken so um it's one of like their babies and it's uh it's a good lovecraft story and it's yeah it's good stuff i recommend it for a Charles Band, this is not one of the bad Charles Band treatment movies. This is actually a good one, so not not counting. And you look, you know, we, we have our own Charles Band here at Phantasm. It's Corey Gape. <laughs> and, you and know, wheelchair gaper. But, you know, we, we do what we have to do, you know, and look, if I'm spending a thousand bucks. Yeah. We collectively are, you know, and again, and that's sent from my OG prepaid phone. Right. Um, it's 
don't want anybody to be confused by that, you know. Uh, and it's going to be safe, and yeah. it's going to be, you know, uh, we're going to do a virtual and first. And that guy will respond to you, you know, with sent back from my overpaid iPhone. Now, I think we're giving him a, a solid fucking opportunity here to really just carry the rest of his career well, on. He can restart his career, you know. He doesn't have to live off the Frighteners and fucking Star Trek anymore. <laughs> and fucking now he can live off of, you know, just pleasuring himself and you know others pleasuring themselves watching him pleasure himself or whatever you do maybe you just laugh at him and throw tomatoes i don't know but you know you can have fun with it and uh really just you know we're gonna test this out with the virtual market first and being in the climate of the world and uh try to make this as safe as possible and then as the world hopefully gets better you know we can take him around and gape digger and fucking <laughs> and really get this thing going and you know have some fun with it you know but you know, it's not for well, the not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of people, a lot of people out there that that you know want to see a lot of stuff. And I realize this was kind of a thing that I've seen in porn, you know. But I thought, you know, for for Halloween, we're, we're probably going to end the show like this. And this is this is this is something that I just came up with, everybody. I'm going to dress as Sammy Kerr from Trick or Treat. With the and off. ride my motorcycle over Jeff Combs while he literally is spreading out fake bread out of his asshole. <laughs> while he's spreading, spreading the crowd in their face. Of course, everybody would be required to wear masks and grass. We don't want you to get anything out of Jeff's ass except the bread. But he will spray fake bread out of his asshole like a can and his eye fucking launch over him as Sandy Kerr while we listen to fucking Get You After Midnight from Fastway. <laughs> so, uh, you know, our, our podcast is unique and we do fun things and pay-per-view, that pay-per-view is going to be great too because since it's Halloween, our commentary is going to be clearly again dressed as Jedi Briggs with special guest Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. He's sitting over there spraying fake blood out of his ass. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah. And actually, the whole time while he's spraying his ass, they're just playing the Stone Cold theme, the theme song while he's fucking spraying into the crowd. It's like dun 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 dun. dun. He's just spraying fucking fake blood out of his ass. <laughs> he's like, man, I saw the other day. This Phantasm guy's crazy. He's over there prolapsing his anus. He stomped a mud hole and wants to dry. <laughs> Jeff Combs 316 says, I just gaped your ass. (laughs) 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 And with that, I think we'll we'll end it there. Uh, We thank you guys for listening and, you know, uh, handling the COVID thing. I'll follow you. Sean, we love you, and uh, thank you for doing the interview. And fourteenth uh, uh, on Unique Leader Records, uh, where only gods may tread. By ingested, they got a couple videos online now, and they're fucking disgusting as this movie and our mouths are. So 
if if it does uh, it does have a correlation there because ingested's fucking sick. We love you guys, and uh, you know we'll look forward to the album coming out. Yeah, Jeff Combs too. We just yeah, Jeff Combs is great. It's just so thank you guys so much for listening and sticking around, and uh, be sure to uh, pass this around and, and be on the lookout for the Jeff Combs Dildo Show. It's coming to a, a virtual. Uh, virtual theater near you (laughs) as always from the doctor and I here Phantasm stay fucking gory and horny August 14th uh, via uh, Unique Leader Records and uh, we're going to jump in track by track of that album today with you and let's see what we got here let's do it let's do it alrighty and then the first track of the album is uh, Follow the Deceiver that is the one that's the first track <laughs> um, yeah I mean if you want an old lyrical concept and stuff we're going to be a bit it's going to be hard for me to uh, delve too into it because obviously that's that's Jason's bargain some oh no just music you want to talk about some of the musical arrangements each track that'd be awesome anything you want to add to each track yeah well we always like to start the albums with you know something that's catchy and kind of you know kind of groovy at the same time we we, we often end up doing having an opening track that never kind of features a single we've done that a few times now just kind of seems the way it goes like but yeah it comes in pretty grooving pretty hard just like Sovereign did on the previous album right um, it has everything you expect to be quite honest it's what you want from an album opener if you will excellent 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 and uh, let's see here uh, track two uh, No Half Measures yeah that one we just dropped this week yeah last week last Thursday we dropped it I actually uh, have heard that one yeah that's killer 
Yeah, we uh, we decided to get some eight strings for the album, so that is one of the songs that has an eight string on it. So just mixing it up slightly. I'm not sure if anyone noticed, but you know, we're just trying to, you know, more tools for the uh, for the trade, if you will. More weapons, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then uh, track three, uh, impending dominance. Obviously, our first single from the album. That one I heard as well. That like perfect. Yeah, that seemed like the perfect way to go for a first um, first release. It's got everything everyone expected, and you know that little kind of melodic, soft kind of part in the middle, just to spice things up a little bit, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, the 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 two tracks I've heard, man. It's really, I mean, it's it's pretty brutal. Like I, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect with the new album, and um, so it's it's definitely a pleasant. It's it's great. Uh, and then uh, let's see. Thanks, yeah, of course. Uh, track four, the list. Yeah, we bring it down a little bit at this point. The list is kind of it's quite a mid-tempo song. Again, it's another eight-string track. Just a little something different. Um, we might we'll be talking about releasing that one before the before the album comes out, but we'll see. We'll see how we get on with that. Excellent. Obviously, COVID's kind of kind of ruined the entire um, timeline of how we want to do this album in terms of promotion and stuff so we're kind of like reassessing rejigging changing things up trying to get you know content out enough 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 content on the lead up I guess excellent Um, just to keep things you know keep it in people's minds everyone knows the album's coming out so we're trying to give stuff you know every few weeks until August 14th right exactly exactly yeah it's excited to get that Um, and then track 5 The Burden of Our Failures that one has Vincent Bennett from the Acacia Strain. Excellent. Um, that one again is is kind of we slow it down with track four for the list, and that kind of follows on with it. You know, kind of keeping that sort of tempo and feel. We like to have you know peaks and valleys in, in the album, and you know just a, a, a kind of a kind of a journey, if you will. I know it sounds a little cliche, but we like we like to sequence the album in a way where you, you, you know it's not just um, you know straight into a brick wall for, for you know for 40 minutes we like to kind of like have certain elements and feelings through the album so that's kind of where at that point where it slows down a little bit but yeah it's cool man excellent excellent and then real quick before we continue on with the record i love the cover art if you could talk a little bit about that yeah man you know everyone who's anyone who likes death metal and metal in general should know who dan seagrave is you know he's done some of the most oh yeah you know famous kind of artworks from Morbid Angels to Suffocation you know like kind of that kind of vibe so it just felt like it was time to get someone of that caliber you know to represent the album and um, we made it work for it to be fair I mean we wanted a, a light palette like we have gone for you know it's kind of like it's got you know, almost like orangey browns and whites and blues it's really quite light something that's really contrasted him from things he'd done before and even he said during the process that he was struggling a little bit because he was a little slightly out of his comfort zone which you know we kind of we kind of thrive in that we wanted to get the best out of him but also you know push his limits a little bit just give so so he's getting a product to us that's kind of different from his usual catalogue so sure uh, as far as the co- as far as the concept goes Sam and Jay had the concept and they're from perfectly honest I'm not quite sure what the concept is because I kind of like zone out my own world most of the time so <laughs> But um, I think the, uh, the 
you know, there's the, there's the main there's the main dude sat there, and then there's, there's three others in the background. I think that represents each member of the band, and then you know, whatever else they decided to uh, go as a theme. It's really yeah. it's one of the best covers I've seen in years. It's I mean I I actually didn't know it was Dan, so I, that's even cooler. But yeah, it looks really good. I, that's why I wanted to ask you about it. I thought it was very striking, so that's definitely cool. Yeah, we'd seen like the same. A lot of bands have been going with a, a silver artist over the past couple of years, where they're all kind of using the same artist and the artworks. To us, we start and to look kind of similar, uh-huh. and we thought you know the only kind of the only kind of artist. The only kind of band that has used Dan recently is Rivers of Nile, and we thought, you know, he's not he's not really been utilised that much recently. So right, right. He might provide something different for people to see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Did oh, he yes. did he do the last Rivers covers? Is that what he did? I think he's done the last three. Uh, yeah, I guess Correct. he's done all of them. Yeah, we've had those cats on a couple times, and I was I, I don't think they remember mentioning that to me because I was like, "Wow, that's really cool," you know, because his stuff's very yeah. it's very specific. But yeah, I, I didn't know he had done the new album cover. It's really cool. Um, and I then, didn't until I started doing my homework. Because oh shit, that's a Seagrave. No way. So, yeah. <laughs> that's great. The more you know. <laughs> very cool. Um, and then back to the record. Let's see, uh, dead. Seraphic forms? Am I saying it? Seraphic? Seraphic? Well, Sam says it's seraphic, so I'm going with seraphic. We'll run with, <laughs> so we will run with that. I'm not even sure myself. <laughs> we'll run with that. So yeah, that, is, um, that was our second single. Um, that originally wasn't supposed to be a single, by the way. We had things timelined, but it ended up being a, the single that would suit the idea that we had for the video, because obviously we couldn't get together. Lynn's in Spain and the lockdown was in effect so we physically couldn't get together to do a music video so we decided to do the video that we did where we had all our you know peers and friends from the music industry and some fans and stuff Excellent. just doing it for us basically it's very cool yeah and I heard that track as well I guess I've heard more of the record than I thought I had but um, so that's good but yeah it's that was yeah. a killer track um, and yet just briefly the whole like I guess we're just the embarrassment of the entire planet, right? In the United States, it's like people just, when they told us to stay home, you know, I've, I've been at home. I have a drug that I have to take called Dupixin. It lowers my immune system, and I lost my job over it, you know? So it's like I've, I've had I've had to be real careful, you know, because people around here are not. There, was, there were people, you know, people who just don't care. It's like, what are you doing? Have, like, all these people over your house? It's just like, it's just stupid, but it's... It's just arrogance. It is. It is. And it's terrifying for me because it's like, you know, yeah. am I going to die when I go to the grocery store? But I don't know. It's, I guess it's exactly. the new the new. I, mean, like, I, I managed <laughs> to, uh, exactly. I mean, I managed to get my job back because obviously we've been doing the band full time for two years. And I just kind of like had my job on a career break, but it ran out uh-huh. on the last so we did. And the lockdown kicked in and I was like, shh. Making any money, so I got my job back. So I, I've had to work because I mean, you know, I'm a postman, um, I deliver mail, so right on. I'm out with you know, out about with the people and stuff. And it's kind of worrying for me as well because at the time, obviously, I've had, I've had my twins now, but that my, my girlfriend was heavily pregnant at the time, and they weren't really sure what effect it could have on you know, unborn high risk for that. So, pretty sketchy for the, for the past month, but you know, well, you don't want anything happening no to family, so that's scary. But yeah, so no one in my immediate family has, has got it so far. So 
hopefully it stays that way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it's it's scary. Like I said, people over here, I don't know what the hell's going on. Everything just seems like it's going to hell in a handbasket, and people are pissed off. If you're, I was at the store the other day. It's all coming at once, though. Oh yeah, it's everything. Everything's coming at once. It's just insane. It's, it's one. It's COVID. Then it's you know the Black Lives Matter thing. And it's, oh it's yeah, dude. It's out. just it's, fucking it's everywhere. It's you know, and then people are trying to you know ban all these old TV shows that aren't even racist, and uh, it's just a fucking mess, man. It's just I I'll be I'll be honest with you, you know, with having PTSD, I can't even watch the news. Like it just. I never watch the news. It gives me such... I have anxiety problems anyway, and I know that sounds dumb, but I really do, and it's just... No, it doesn't at all. If you watch that stuff, it's just... It just triggers everything. It's just a mess, so I just try Absolutely. I totally, totally get that. One of the reasons why I don't watch it, because... I mean, I I don't have anything severe in terms of anxiety and panic attacks, but they, they do happen for me every now and then, and it's like, I don't need anything to, you know, even remotely trigger something that might... You know, send me off the edge. <laughs> right, exactly. But, um, exactly. So, uh, let's, you know, there's just no need. That's, that's that's another another thing to just send you under a little bit, I guess. So, exactly. No, just horror films. Horror films for me and music. I'll I'll stay with that for now instead of watching the fucking news. No, we got to we got to dive into some horror stuff here when I finish the record with you. We have to talk. We're big horror fans here at Phantasm, so we can talk about yeah. that in a sec. But um, let's see. So track seven, another breath. Excellent, excellent. And then uh, Black Pill, track eight? Yeah, that one has Matt from Clue by Khan on it. Nice. I figured it's kind of got like a... It's pretty groovy. It's, it's maybe even some of the riffs are slightly hardcore tinged, if you, if you, if you will. Do you know what I mean? It's not sure. strictly death metal track, but it's got, it's got all, the kind of, all the kind of things that we do regularly. But um, we thought Matt's voice would be um, a good addition to it, just because Matt's got such a different voice from anything that you would hear from an ingested track. And I think it would be, it's a nice little contrast between him and Jay, and he complements the wrist perfectly on it. So, yeah, people should uh, look forward to that one when, it's, when the album drops. Excellent, excellent. And then track nine, uh, Forsaken in Desolation. Yeah, again, between tracks four, with track four and uh, track five takes the the pace down a little bit and then you come back in with, with a dead seraphic and then again it pulls down again for track seven and then track eight uh track eight and nine are kind of like bringing the the cd back up if you will so you we started off with the, the map uh, track and then straight into forsaken and it's, it keeps the pace up again they're both you know pretty pretty um short but sweet bangers just before the um the end i guess fantastic yeah it's I can't wait to check that out. Uh, and then, of course, the last track, uh, Leap of Faithless. Leap of the Faithless, excuse me. Leap, yeah. If people know our, our catalogue, we always tend to throw something and that's either mental or just something epic. And this is the longest track we've ever done. It's, I think it's just over... I think it's over nine minutes, maybe nine and a half minutes long. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there's a lot going on in that one. It's... We're, it's, it's 
an excellent epic closer to you know our best album, I would say. So that's fantastic. And I wanted to ask you just to just as a an interesting question. I noticed when I saw you guys. So, um, do you all normally have a bassist, or is it always been strictly just two guitars, drums, and then vocals? Okay. So he's been out of the band about a year at this this point. Sure. And obviously, we're all original members, so we're all the same people. And we just didn't think it was worth pulling someone else in. And obviously, like the, the band size that we are, it's you know we're pretty small. Sure. And stuff costs a lot of money to do things, and having a, a, a member leave and then trying to figure out, you know, teach someone, and someone else is in there, you know got to pay someone else pay for visa pay for flights we thought why why bother at this stage of our career you know we're over 14 years in now it just didn't feel right getting someone else so gotcha you know we run we could, so we decided to just fucking start running bass tracks live instead because we do click track anyway so we're okay. asking off our nose and besides sure. you know some of, some of the venues are small and it's cool just it looks I know it sounds a little strange but it looks better as a four piece no, no. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I was very impressed. I was just curious about it because I'm newer to the band, and um, yeah. uh, it's it, it was just interesting to me. You guys, no, you guys sounded killer. Like I loved it. The set was great. I just, I was, I was just curious because that was something you know I just wanted to ask you about because I, when I noticed, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know if that was like a thing yeah, or so. It's the beauty of uh, this day and age with the technology we, we can. We cannot afford to do that. But in terms of the album, though, we we actually got a session bassist in a good friend of ours called uh, Dominic. Who he, I mean, he's everywhere. He's, he's filled in for Carn Effect. He's filled in for Cryptopsy. He is. He has been Iron Dissonance's latest bass players. I think they're still a band. I'm not okay. even sure, but you know, he's he's in Iron Dissonance, and he was in a, he was a guitar player for a band called The Last Felony. Okay. From Canada. If no one's heard that band, I strongly urge you to check out the album Too Many Humans and. Yeah, he's, he's a man of many talents, but he is a strange one because we did the Despise Icon Tour uh, 2019, and that was one of the first tours that Brad wasn't with us, so we were already already had the bass tracks going live at that point. And uh, Dom, Dom's from Montreal, and he's said, look, I've just bought a, this expensive bass just to fuck around with, like, sweet, can I do, yeah, I'll do some shows for you. We're like, okay, cool. So he basically, he showed up in Montreal, with his, with his nice dingwall bass, learned all the set. We did we did practice with him. He just got on stage, nailed it. Played the next show, nailed it. Went home and then said, "Well, I'll play bass on your album." And okay, cool, let's do it. So that was it. Dominic played bass on the album. Um, it's the best bass tone we've ever had, and it was nice having someone because usually me and Sam will write the bass more than Brad did to, sure. to go with the riffs and stuff. Where sure. when you hand it off to someone else, completely out of you know, out of our circle, he was coming up, you know, some sweet little bits, sweet little lines, and things that we hadn't thought of. So great, it was a, it was a great addition to the album, I think. Yeah, that's I, I did. Like I said, I thought it was really cool when I saw you because I was like, wow, because it was super heavy, and you know, I could hear it, but I was I was assuming it was a track, but I was like, that's really cool because I I didn't know because the last time I had saw you guys, and I'm not sure it could have been you. I'm not sure which member of the band it was, but I know Terrence grabbed one of you guys when I was interviewing him a few years ago when you guys were on the Summer Slaughter tour, and oh, okay, and he was like, "Oh, you need to talk about Inja," and and it just never we never got together that night because I was like running around with my head cut off because I never get to see him and and but yeah, so 
I'd only seen you guys one other time. And, you know, the sets for stuff like that, they're quick and everything. And it's just like, damn it. Like, that was my only thing with Summer Slaughter. It's like, they always have some cool bands sometimes, but you never get to see the ones you want to see enough, you know? So, <laughs> but no, you guys, you man, you guys brought it down, I thought. What's that? It was, yeah. It was. And actually, just to tell you which show that was specifically, uh, Suffocation, Derek wasn't playing with Suffocation. They played without a bass player. Fuck. Um, I don't know if you remember that or not. This has been like, (laughs) this was like 2016 or something. (laughs) The Masquerade, the last show of the tour. That was the end of the tour. Was it? So I did not know that. I did yeah, not know that. Yeah. Yeah, for whatever reason, I, and I still don't know yeah. to this day why Derek wasn't playing with Suffocation or not, but he he had some kind of family emergency or something. But um. See, the funny thing is, the funny thing with that is, Derek wasn't at the Canadian shows for the Spies I Can Tour because he couldn't get into Canada. So I'm confusing two tours together why he wasn't with us oh, with the tour. But I mean, yeah, I can't remember Derek. I don't remember Derek going off that tour, but. I mean, it was three years ago, four years ago. Well, it was the, it was, for whatever reason, it was that he had some kind of family emergency or something. Yeah. And he just wasn't there that night. Because I remember just thinking it was bizarre seeing them play without a bass player, but <laughs> they pulled it off, you know. Heavy, though, like, oh, they, yeah. They, they they always bring it, you know, so it's always great. But They were really concerned when Derek couldn't get into Canada. They pulled up and said, oh, it's going to sound shit. Like, it's not because you guys... A heavy as fuck regardless and it was it was tight man the, for some reason with suffocation it doesn't seem to matter because the guys are already too so fucking heavy live that it's uh, it was much of a mess but right yeah crazy man yeah it was pretty cool but yeah when you guys uh, that, that was a hell of a package man you guys and Visceral to Scourge and I can't remember who else was on that bill what, on the Summer Slaughter Tour? No, 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 no. When I saw you guys earlier this year, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. It was it was us, uh, Viseral, um, Last 10 Seconds of Life. That's what it was, that Last 10 Seconds uh, of Life. Man. Yeah, I remember that. And Cabal from uh, Denmark. Yeah, so I got to... It was an interesting bit. Visceral, I love. I've seen them several times. Those guys are great. Um, and then... Uh, Heavy as fuck live, man. Oh, Yeah. And then, and then you guys. Oh man, it was great. It was it was killer. And to get to hear that record all the way through, uh, I thought that was really cool because I didn't realize that. Because again, I'm a newer fan to the band, so when I got there, I was like, oh cool, I get to hear this record all the way through. So that was really neat. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm glad that um, touring cycle is over for that because that's not the easiest to do. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we've done it. I'm glad people got a chance to see it, and you know, plenty of tracks in that catalog that. We haven't played live before, so... You know, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. cool. So, as far as, like, next year, are you guys just, like, I guess just waiting to see what happens with all this mess? And Yeah, I mean, we had a U.S. tour booked for October time, and we think it's been rescheduled. Okay. So, we're hoping to keep that, keep it as it is, and then it should be next year, the first couple of months of next year. We, we, we do have a European tour at the end of the year that we are hoping... By the time it turns out, turns out that we can do it, um, it's a headliner for the album because obviously it'll be the first opportunity we can get out and actually promote the album. Um, well, if so, you're somewhere yeah, down south, we <laughs> if you're somewhere down south, we'll have to grab a beer together. It'd be fun to catch up with you. I mean, the way we do the last three or four tours, US tours we've done, 
it's usually a similar route, and we always go through Atlanta. So nice, you know, or or at least Georgia in general. So I'll be surprised if we're not down that way. To be perfectly honest. Well, excellent. We'll have to catch up and do kind of a tour recap with you. I'll catch up with you, talk with you in person. If it's yeah, cool. absolutely. The, bring bring the other guys on. We can sit and cut up a minute. But yeah, man, I without question. Absolutely loved it. Um, I thought you guys were great, and uh, the the record. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, and of course, folks, Thanks, man. that comes out August fourteenth on Unique Leader Records. And uh, but yeah, real quick before I let you go, if it's cool, I would love to talk with you about horror. I did not know you were a horror fan. Let's do it. So, talk a little bit. What was what was the first movie that you saw? Maybe when you were younger or whatever, where you were like, "Oh, I love this." Um, it probably won't be horror related, but someday, like once, I, once my, uh, you know, I found my love for Arnold Schwarzenegger films, they started letting me watch, the, you know, the more kind of violent ones, and it got, you know, Terminator Two was kind of, oh you know, yeah, if, when you know when I was a kid, and then you start, you know, getting the confidence to watch more. It, luckily for me, my parents were cool, so they let me watch like Predator and stuff, and so those are kind of like, the earlier things that I liked. But I mean, most of my film taste. It's completely stuck in the eighties, man. It's just it, when I was a kid, those those were the films, you know, like Bats of the Future, The Goonies. I love all Indiana that stuff. Jones, I love all you know, that stuff. <laughs> a lot of Star Wars stuff. Just so everything that I liked was just kind of trapped there. And then, you know, you just end up discovering horror. And I remember kind of like some of the first things I used to watch. I actually remember watching Halloween years and years ago with my mum. Um, you know, it scared the pants off me, but it was. I was just from then. I was just like. There's something about this, and you know, as as you were younger, you, you, you're curious, aren't you? You want to see what these films are. Um, but yeah, I just I've had a love for horror for, for since I can remember, to be quite honest. But yeah, my main love, like I said, is just late seventies to like early nineties. That's kind of where my uh, my true love for horror lies, I guess. Now, do you like slasher stuff, or do you like? Uh... Yeah, yeah, I like a mix of everything, man. Have you, you know, ever seen like, Have you ever seen Maniac? No, I haven't. It's on my radar. Um, now the remake is the remake is a piece of garbage, but now the the nineteen eighty yeah, film is so good. Yeah, what's his face? Who, who did it? The remake. Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, the guy from the Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, it's just so weird. It's just not very good. It's yeah. just. But the original movie is one of the, my favorites. I highly recommend that. Um, yeah, I've watched like you know reviews and shit about. He scouts women, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. That movie, it's so it's so just creepy and but but it's very violent, which is why I liked it. It was just I liked. Remember, it was like Tom Savini yeah. did the makeup for it. It's really it's really cool. Um, well, then you, you're in good hands. Then. Oh yeah, you're in good hands. Have you ever seen The Prowler? I was literally just about to say, just to mention The Prowler. Yes, I have seen. Oh, uh, that see to me that's one of the best slashers ever made. I love that movie. Um, it's excellent. It's excellent. Super violent. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of kills. Yeah. Tom Savini, of course, again. So, yeah, it's... Apparently, he was really late on the production, so God knows what he would have had if he hadn't turned up for it. You know, <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, uh, so, yeah. He always pulls it out of the bag, though. So. Absolutely. So he's and, he's, and it's like early 80s and shit. You're like, yeah, man. You know, like the burning, because that's kind of... Like oh, it's another period. good one, man. That's such a... That's such a good movie. It's just another underrated slasher. It's a good one. I like that one a yeah. lot. That one's that one's a lot of fun yeah. to watch. Um, you know, for me as a kid, 
the first time I saw The Exorcist, I still can't watch The Exorcist by myself. It sounds stupid, but I just can't. My my parents were like super religious, and I kind of bounced around from like foster home to foster home. I kind of rough childhood, but my family that I eventually ended up with, like they were super religious. So watching that movie terrified me as a kid. I was just like. And I still can't, like I said, I still can't watch it. Like, I love it, but I, I've got to have friends over if I'm watching it, because it's just it is, like... <laughs> it is excellent, and so savage still, even from 1973. It's just, I don't even know how... It just holds up so well, it's just brutal, man. Just in the feeling and everything about it. But, yeah, I mean, when I was, like I said, when I was a kid, my mum knew I was into horror, but that was one of the films she would not let me see for a long time. She was like, nope, we <laughs> ain't watching that one. I'm like, I'll go on. <laughs> So eventually I saw it, and I understood why it's an experience once you see that film, man. I'll tell you something you guys should do, or you should do, if you get, if you get a chance. Um, in Georgetown, where they shot that, yep. if you're touring through there, you can the stairs have become like a, a monument. Yeah, you can. see them. You go get your guys get your pictures on the stairs. It'd be a cool ingested photo, like they like all that. Every time we do stuff, we always we like we'll. we'll we'll get a tour lined up and we'll kind of look what we can go and see uh-huh. and we kind of plan it oh we should go and see this like for the last like four times we've been to Seattle we'll go and see Kurt Cobain's house we just never do it we just know the time just runs runs away and you, you can't get up early enough it's sure. the annoying part of touring where you plan to see stuff and you just never seem to do it I mean the only thing I saw on the last tour and I went out on my own because I was like fuck all else to do and it's literally a seven minute walk it's a, I went and saw the Amateurville Horror House on Long Island. Really? So, yeah, that was cool. That was cool to see that. You know, I was talking that for the when we first started this podcast, we were going to try to get the the killer guy because he's in prison in New York. We were going to try to actually get him on here and do like a phone interview with him. No way. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Well, we every time I've had it set up to do it, something happens with his lawyer where we can't end up doing it. Because we've gotten cleared several times as media to interview that cat. And I've never got to go to the house. Now, my co-host is actually from Long Island, so he's been there. And, of course, any anytime I've... <laughs> Anytime I've talked about it with Terrence, he's just like from suffocation. He's like, yeah, you can go do that yourself. I'm not messing with that. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I bet that was cool getting to go see that. I've never got to do that. Yeah, it was interesting. And then as soon as we started walking away from the house, we heard some idiots in a van were shouting at us out the window. I'm not really sure what that was about, though. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. I tell you, though, the stairs, man. If you guys are near where the stairs are at, like I said, I believe it's in Georgetown, if I'm not mistaken. So somewhere in that area, I'm not super specific on that, but wherever the stairs are for yeah. Exorcist, that'd be cool. I always wanted to do it. I've never yeah, got to do it because I was actually surprised because you know so much stuff happened when they were making that film. All these like grips died and like know, people were having man. accidents and all yeah. that, and and I just remember just thinking that that was crazy, and then. When I met Linda Blair, when I was like really young at like a Fangoria convention, I remember her telling us she's just like, "Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that." And I was just like, "Yeah, that's 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 terrifying." <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it alone. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I try to watch some newer stuff. Like I watched, I've watched. I guess it was that third Black Christmas remake, and I watched that Fantasy Island thing that Blumhouse did. I, I try to watch some newer stuff, but I'm 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 like you. I'm stuck in the past on my horror stuff. Yeah, some things do do work for me. I mean, I know it's 
going back to 2013, but I really loved the Evil Dead remake. You know so what, man? Cool. I had um, never seen that. It's, and and it's I watched it. Watch, I, no, I watched it. I actually, I had, oh, okay. uh, I had somebody, a couple of people, recommend to me to watch it, and I watched it. And and it is, it was brutal. I couldn't believe how. Uh, yeah. But I'll tell you something funny. Where my dad used to live in Tennessee is where they shot the original Evil Dead. And when I was younger, I remember going up there, and we we we. I've still got like a piece of wood from the house. That is so cool. And I had... I presume it's all fucked up now, like, derelicts. Oh, yeah, like, there's hardly... Well, fans have literally came up there and taken every piece of it left. There's nothing left of it up there. and But it's it's up in wow. Tennessee, and it's crazy because uh, when I met uh, Bruce Campbell, like, uh, years ago, this was years and years ago, I was telling him about it. He was just like, actually, that's really weird. And he actually signed the piece of wood. So I've got a piece of wood from the house signed by him. <laughs> it's just stupid. That's, that's pretty cool. Stupid, pretty st- cool. stupid stuff that I don't even, and, and, and I wasn't even there when he signed it. Like my buddy took it and got it signed and all this stuff's kind of cool. But, but yeah, I like a lot of, a lot. I'm a big Hammer fan. Are you a Hammer fan at all? Hammer horror? Not massively. No, not massively. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of titles. If I gave them a chance, that they'd probably do a lot for me. But I've just never visited them. Anything uh, with like Peter Cushing is so good. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. I watched I just, it as a I just kid. Like gore and special effects. So sure, sure, sure. Well, I tell you, one of my favorites. I, I don't know if it's one of yours. I loved uh, oh, uh, Dead Alive, the Peter Jackson thing. <laughs> so over it's called Brain Dead. Over in New York. <laughs> the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, the, I mean, I, I fucking, it's been years since I've seen that. But yeah, I used to have that on DVD. That's a fun one. That's a fun one to watch. Yeah. That that seems like an ingested movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just anything splatter like that. I'll tell you something else. Did you ever see the movie Hardware? No. What's that? It's a Richard Stanley movie, and he has a new movie out, and it's called... Uh, color out of space with Nicolas Cage in it. You should check oh, yeah. that out. It's really weird. It's, it's it's like a Lovecraft thing. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I like Color Out of Space. It's one of my favorites of last year. That one. Oh, so you did like? Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I just watched yeah, it. Yeah, I had great. never seen. It. Well, anyway, one of his earlier movies was was uh, was a movie called Hardware. But yeah, Clive Barker discovered that guy. He's interesting. That Richard Stanley guy, he's yeah. some crazy stuff. But I like Dario Argento. I'm not super into the Italian stuff like my co-host is, but I like Dario Argento stuff. Um, yeah, I like. Um, I know he didn't direct, but I like Demons from '85. Oh, uh, that's a good movie, man. I tell you, a good the, the um, that's a good one. Yeah, a couple of Fulci's. There's a couple of them are good, like Beyond. Um, you know, zombie flesh eaters or whatever it's called in America. Oh, yeah. America. So, call it? Is it just called zombie? It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it. That's a good one. Um, I tell that you one. First. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I remember when HMV and the music stores still sold VHS. I remember because there was a thing in the 80s in the, in well, in the UK where a lot of those kind of films were branded as video nasties. Yep. And um, I remember... I remember when I was in HMV when I was probably about 13 
and it was just there on the shelf and it said previously banned since 1981 or something like that and I went right gotta get it and that's the first time I saw zombie flesh eaters and uh, that scene where she uh, there's that bit of wood sticking out and she slowly gets her head pulled onto this through her eyeballs like whoa okay here we go man uh, in Atlanta, where my mom's from, I remember being a teenager there, and they had an HMV in the mall. And man, I used to spend so much fucking money in that place. Yeah, so much money, Absolutely. so much money. I miss I miss record stores, man. They they are basically non-existent in America. Period. It's just it's more mom and pop now, isn't it? There's no kind of chains anymore, really. Correct, and then most of the stuff you're forced yeah. to get it off off the internet and stuff. So it's it kind of takes the fun out of collecting. But I still collect. But it's you know. It is what it is. It's pretty cool. Well, that's but. the thing. When back in the day, the only the only kind of way I was able to search out films was to go to the you know to the shops and see it on the shelf. Whereas I could just fucking hit Google and go, "What's this? Who's done this?" <laughs> you can go down the rabbit hole, but it does take a bit of the uh, excitement out of it. But I mean, but then again, if you want something that's you know kind of like that from the eighties, that it's not relatively well known, you're going to struggle to find it on Blu-ray anyway. So, Absolutely. a lot of the things I have to get, Screen Factory are doing a shit ton of stuff that I can't watch because I've not got multi-region. And that's fucking frustrating. And then I'll see something else that only exists in Germany for, a, you know, a region B. So I'm that's like, do I get the German release? Do I, do I hope that Arrow Video somewhere down the line decide to release it? So, I'm, I'm happy for those companies, though, at least, that we're getting that kind of, you know, attention to these certain films. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like... I wanted to buy uh, Poltergeist 2 on Blu-ray, but it's kind of like, the only one I can find is a completely stock standard release. There's nothing on it apart from Screen Factory. Right. And that's where I start. It's just so annoying, like. Well, yeah, man, if there's any everything you want, I mean, I'm swimming in Screen Factory. See, I get jealous because you guys have all the cool Arrow stuff that they don't release over here. Yeah, but you still get some releases from Arrow. We get nothing from Screen Factory. It's, it's wounded. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Man, Arrow's about to put out the 1980 Flash Gordon. I'm all about it. I know that's not a horror movie, but <laughs> okay, cool. I'm all about them putting that out. They're putting that damn thing out in 4K, and I'm like, absolutely buying that. Uh, but yeah, man, if there's any other, what you ought to do, I don't know. Well, I don't. I think there's something with the power source, but I don't know. You seem. I think you could just buy like a. You can buy a Blu-ray player over here when you guys were touring, probably pretty cheap. You could, and then you could watch all your Screen Factory nice. stuff. Because the Screen Factory said, if there's ever anything you want, man, I can get them for you and mail them to you. Because I'm I'm a big fan of their stuff. I buy the hell out of their stuff. So they've got so many good titles. Like I saw them um, releasing Event Horizon with some tasty stuff on it. I'm like, God. Oh yeah. Why can't we get the same treatment, man? I mean, do you think they're going to find the footage, the lost footage? Is it going to finally come to? It'd be interesting to see if they... I remember I was a projectionist at a movie theater when I was growing up. I remember showing that damn thing at the theater, and I remember just going, God, I can't imagine there being more footage of that film. They said there is an uncut version, but there's a weird, there's a weird kind of story about it. You like end up into like some weird fucking salt cave or something really random in some random country. Oh, I remember wow. reading that somewhere, and I was like, what? And um, I'm sure... Uh, what's he called? He directs it. Uh, Thomas Wes Anderson is like names. I'll tell you something that Scream Factory put out that you would probably get a kick out of if you like the movie. Their version of Exorcist Three has a completely different cut of the film. 
I bought it. That is the first time I realised that I couldn't set my PS4 to it. Because I kind of read that you could do that, like, set... You set Change the region coding, yeah. And then it locks it, and I was like, fuck, I've just spent, you know, 25 quid on this Exodus 3 Blu-ray that I can't fucking watch, so I've got it sat downstairs. Dude, I'm telling you, when you get to see that, it's nuts. It's about probably 30 minutes shorter, but it's completely nuts, and Brad Dorff's in most of the film where he's only in, like, pieces of it in the theatrical yeah, version of it. I remember it. I do not um, have the version of it, but it was on like a, a box set. I have no idea what version it is, but I've got a box of it. Oh, nice. Um, nice. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I've released it to region, to region B, but I'm not sure how it matches the Screen Factory release. I'll have to have a look into that. Because if it, if it is the cut that you're telling me about, I'll have to just go and buy it anyway. Well, I'll tell you, like I said, if there's anything ever you want, because Screen Factory does put out a lot of cool stuff. See, over here, it's them, Vinegar Syndrome, Severin. Yeah. Um, and I think some of that stuff's region, it's unlocked. I think a lot of that stuff you could probably buy and it would play. I think the Severin, the Severin, the Severin and the Vinegar Syndrome stuff should be region free. It should be. Some of it is, some of it is. I was looking on, weirdly enough, looking at Vinegar Syndrome two days ago when I was just looking at a few of the titles and they do have some that are region free, which is cool. I know this isn't a horror movie, but they just put out Rad in 4K and I bought that. Is that like, is that that BMX? <laughs> yes, it's I, awesome. I, I know very little about it, but I know of it. <laughs> it has never existed on Blu-ray, and the fact that they put it out on Blu-ray and 4K, because I don't have a 4K player yet, but I've been buying the 4K disc because I'm planning on buying a PS5. and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've got the technology for it, I just haven't bought it, but I've been getting a lot, of, like I bought the original three Star Wars films in 4K, I found them really cheap at a store here in town, and... Uh, just stuff like that. I'm just kind of hoarding the stuff. A lot of the Marvel stuff because I'm a big comic book guy, and I've got a bunch of the Marvel movies in 4K, and I've been trying to kind of yeah, hoard a bunch of that stuff. Me, over here, they do a lot of dual releases where they do they do the 4K and the Blu-ray, so it's like you may as well just do it because you never know. At some point down the line, you might get them both. 4K yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely, and I think. Like I said, what I would do, you got. I mean, hell, if you want, I could go to like a pawn shop and get you one for like fifteen bucks. Just get you an American Blu-ray player. You just take it home with you. The only thing I had read, and I don't know if this is even true or not. I've heard there's like power things, but I've also talked to people that have done what I'm talking about doing, like for you, and you just take it home and you're good. So uh, the thing that you have lower power than we do. So if we plug something of ours into yours, I think it fucks it up. Oh shit! But if we plug. If we plug American into ours, I don't. I just know. It's the way around. I think if we plug American appliances into ours, because we run so hot, it will fry it. So I think you need some sort of step-down converter. I wonder if we could find you like a, you know, one that's based over there where you could find like a region-free player. That way you could watch the stuff. Yeah. I briefly looked on like Amazon and shit, but they're all like 150 quid. I'm like, mm. Oh, okay. I mean, I want to watch, I want to watch the Exodus 3, but not, 150 quids worth but I mean if there were enough titles out that you felt justified in doing it I don't blame you because see I had the same thing happen to me because I bought I bought that Arrow Dawn of the Dead thing that they did like three or four years ago and it does not play and I'm like shit and it's the coolest thing but and and shock treatment because I'm a big Rocky Horror fan I bought shock treatment when they put that out it will not play it's region locked it's cool. I've got this really nice like steel book of it, but it, the damn thing won't play. <laughs> Sometimes you get lucky, though, man. I mean, I, I remember trying to find the Blob and Blu-ray, and the only 
release that I could find at the time was an Australian release from a company called Umbrella, uh-huh. and it was it was region free. It was region free. I was like, get in. So that was pretty cool. I love that movie, man. I saw that movie at the theater. Oh, I remember so I laid out of school that day, and a buddy of mine went and got, we went and got really high and watched it. And I lo- I've loved it ever since. It's such a good movie. I was so late to that film, so late. It's like I watch films now that I'm like, why did I not see this like 20 years ago? Because it has so much more of connection to it. But even the, even the still that that good, like the blob. As soon as I seen it, straight into my top, it's in my top ten. Of all time. Oh man, that, the, the creepy p- preacher at the end, and he's holding the little piece nah, of the blob. Nice. He's like, <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> and even the music so that like that alien band, that like foreign like hair band AOR band that did the soundtrack for it's great. I love it. It's so good. Like yeah. that movie, it's great. And I know they were talking for the longest time where Rob Zombie was supposed to like do a version of that movie. I'm like, no, do not do it. Please do not touch. What could, what could they do? You can't just leave it alone. That movie's perfect the way that it is. Just leave it alone, man. <laughs> it doesn't need anything. They kill a kid in the sewer. You ain't gonna do that in, a, in you know this day and age. I don't think that's gonna happen. No, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I loved it. You know the whole thing where it's in the movie theater. I remember seeing that when I was in the theater, just thinking, God, this is the coolest thing in the world. But you know, you were talking about Goonies like earlier. You were talking about Goonies earlier. See, my retort to most Goonies fans is Monster Squad. I'm a huge Monster I Squad. Knew, as soon as you said that, I knew you were going to say Monster Squad. Oh, I love it. I love again, that again, fucking that's movie. that's a film I didn't see until the last few years. Did you like I it? I thought if I'd have seen... I love Monster Squad. It's great. It's Monster so good. I wish I'd seen it back in the day. <laughs> I actually... There's a friend of mine. He has a horror shirt company over here. You should check it out. It's called Fright Rags out of New York. And uh, Yeah, I... I occasionally buy from Fright Rags. Oh, cool. Okay, well, Ben is a friend of bought, of ours, and he... he I, bought, I bought recently. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's got great stuff on up, there. I picked up, the, picked up the gate, and I picked up a fog t-shirt recently. I've got... Oh, sorry, I cut you off. Oh, you're fine. I got the gate shirt, too. That's that's why I was laughing. <laughs> I bought it, too. With the pink, the, pink, the pink logo. Yep. Well, a few years ago, he did a Monster Squad line, and I got the Stephen King Rules shirt, the red shirt with yeah, says, yeah, from yeah. from Monster yeah. Squad. I just thought that was awesome, but yeah. I've seen a, I've seen a parody of that, and it's uh, Tom Atkins Rules. I've seen that. Uh, I tell That's you, cool. we met him uh, last year at a horror convention that we went to up in Ohio, and uh, coolest motherfucker in the world, you know, and he was. And we were sitting there, and he was my co-host. He was talking to him, and he's like, what did you want me to sign on this? And he's like, it's it's Corey. And he was like, Corey, I just want you to stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it! (laughs) And it was just like... Because I love Halloween 3, man. Everybody makes me eat crow on that movie. That movie's awesome. It's great. It's so good. It's such a great movie. Everybody shits on it, and I'm like, it's great. I do wish it was just called Season of the Witch, though. I think there would have been less confusion with it, yeah. I think it would have been a lot less... But, I mean, you know, John Carpenter scored it. and I love John Carpenter stuff, man. Anything John did in, like, the 80s, and, I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, I... You know, you're talking about Scream Factory. I just picked up the steel book of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. God, I love that. Nice. That movie is so fucking good, man. I just... That's great. 
It is, and I love a lot of his stuff, but that one in Prince of Darkness and The Fog, those are kind of my go-to films. Like, all my friends are like, everyone I know when I interview them, they're like, oh, The Thing, The Thing, The Thing. And The Thing, it's great, but it's like, it's great. You know, it's a great movie, and Rob Boutin's makeup, and it's great, but it's like, for me, it's like, my go-tos are like Big Trouble and Prince of Darkness and They Live, and, you know, They they Live to me is just brilliant. He fucking nailed it in, the, in that decade, from like 78 to, you know, uh, when was um, Mouth of Madness, like 94? From that, uh, that period of it was just... And the Mouth of Madness is so good. He just fucking nailed it, didn't he? <laughs> well, I mean, that was, you know, it's funny that you said that. I think that was probably the cutoff point for John. Like, if you got in the Mouth of Madness backwards, everything is good, you know. I even like yeah, the, so the Village of the Damned thing. I think that's a great movie. Um, Never got around to seeing that, you know. You know what's morbid about that movie when you watch that? Um, that is the last film Christopher Reeve was in before he hurt, injured himself. Oh, was he really? No way. That's the last, and it's real because his character, you know, he's like the lead in that movie, and um, it's the last thing before he had that injury on the horse thing where he was paralyzed. So yeah, it's really kind of morbid watching that. And if, the commentary track on the Scream Factory release, if you ever get your hands on it and can watch it, John's talking about that. And I'll tell you something funny about that movie that you may not know as a Carpenter fan. He was supposed that movie was supposed to be a remake of Creature from the Black Lagoon. And Universal changed it at the last minute, and it ended up being Village, which I would have loved to have seen John remake Creature from the Black Lagoon. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely, given that it was late 80s at that point, was it? It was, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so it would have been right in his element there, I think. Uh, it would have been great. It would have been so great. Man, I cannot thank you enough for doing this. I won't keep talking your head off. Thank you for doing this. This is I've had so much fun talking to you today. Um, I could talk fucking all day about horror films. Oh, yeah, yes. man, I'm huge. For, we'll have to do this again, hopefully in person next time. And uh, where only gods may tread comes out from Ingested on August fourteenth from uh, Unique Leader Records. And man, I can again not thank you enough for your time today. This is so cool. My pleasure. It's been a ball, man.